This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Heal me every morning, I'm easy on the go Yellow as the morning, breaking down my ego Soft on the inside, chewy in your mouth I'm consumed too easy Still somehow I'm necessary Too are way too heavy Things grow bright in the other sky, almost 30 feet tall. Why do I feel so small? You can feel so powerful, never try it once and feel no power at all. Banana, banana, they say I in answer, in answer, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Banana, banana They say I In answer, in answer I don't know, I don't know I don't know, I don't know You can see my insides Consuming me all the time Or chewing on my pride Consuming me Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter and my co-host. How you doing, Brittany? I'm good. This is episode 50, by the way. Hey, 50. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. So um, this is really, really uh, wonderful that we have for our 50th episode. 
a really, really, really incredible special guest that's actually three guests. <laughs> um, we always talk about the movement and we learn a lot on here about revolution and, you know, talk about what that means, you know, moving forward. And so it's quite an honor um, to have in the room with us um, some very, very important folks who made sure that black people have a voice, that black people were taken care of, that black people were able to take care of their families with dignity, um, be able to um, have conditions uh, within the realm of their workplace in, in, in which, you know, previous to um, their work had not been... I don't want to say hadn't been considered, but hadn't been taken seriously. And so I think we all owe gratitude and thank you to um, the sacrifices that they've made mm -hmm. and to what they've brought um, into just Detroit's history and Detroit's culture and the legacy of Detroit. And so we all stand very tall and proud on their shoulders. And we appreciate um, everything that they've gone through. So we've all heard a lot of these stories. And maybe we'll hear a couple of them right now. But I want to dig into their humanity a little bit before we start getting into the, the revolutionary stuff. So if we've ever heard of the um, League of Revolutionary Black Workers, if you have or if you have not, guess what? We're about to learn today. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So what I'm going to do is just toss it around, toss it through, and just tell us in maybe like a minute or two, maybe like your name and um, how you are, uh, how you came to be involved in the movement, the movement. First, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is again William Mitchell. Um, it just so happened I was working at the Detroit News with um, two four, uh, future members of the League of Revolutionary Black Workers, which is Ken Cockrell and Mike Hamlin. Uh, at the time... You're talking about the elder Cockrell. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, we worked at the Detroit News together. Uh, they were involved in printing uh, a local uh, black newspaper called the Inner City Voice. So one day they recruited me in to uh, come by their office and, uh, you know, get involved. They had office over on Grand River and uh, with a little coffee shop below it. And it was a pretty much a little uh, act active place where a lot of activities took place. And uh, who I met there was uh, General Baker, who became, well, well <laughs> I guess, Everything to me he was like my father, my brother, my friend, all of that. But uh, I met General, and he had been um, fired in a wildcat strike from Dodge, Maine. You said a minute. I'm sorry. I'm that's fine. We, we, <laughs> oh, the, God, I'm sorry. We, we, that's fine. That's fine. You can go ahead because it's important history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let, her, let her tell you when to stop. Just mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. General had... Um, had gotten involved in a uh, plant uh, struggle at Dodge, Maine. He uh, had been 
fired during a wildcat strike uh, there. Uh, the strike was over speed up. Uh, there were five, there were seven people who were fired, and um, five white guys got back, and General and another a black man didn't. General immediately got to Emmy uh, O'Gara machine together and committed and started printing this uh, newsletter that came out every week. It was called the Drum Dodge Revolutionary Union Movement, and uh, I got to stop because you got to stop me. All right, that's no, cool. no, yeah, you know, no, keep going. I can... Keep going. <laughs> no, let's so keep going. Uh, well, okay. Um, I think he had been printing the newspaper like two or three weeks before I hit the set. And uh, every Tuesday or whatever, we passed the, the newsletters out at the, the plant. They were uh, heavily received, and uh, every, every worker just about loved them. Uh, we printed, I think, about 3,000, and we'd be out there the first thing in the morning to pass them out. They uh, called out uh, the, the racism of the company, the racism of the union, uh, uh, the racism of foreman, and they also called out the uh, Negroes, who we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who we were also like the guests, you know. And it, it was it was written in a, a rich, lively language of the people, you mm. know. And uh, they got were well received, you know. And, and what what year do you about do you think this that was? Sixty eight. Mm. Yeah, sixty eight, seven, sixty seven. It had to be sixty eight. Yeah, it, I, I'm so glad that you kept going mm-hmm. because they always say that the root of the work is starts with what you're passionate about. So to hear that it got started based off of something that would hit home directly yeah. to general is very interesting. Yes. And I think that's something that our people need to hear. It doesn't start with you just wanting to be a part of an organization and look cool or even that set aside, but starting with the issue that matters to you most. Right. So that's that's powerful, and it's powerful that that it was called the drum. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you think of like African culture mm-hmm. and how we like the talking drum, or like how messages were passed. So that was pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. up with that name. What does it stand for again? Dodge Revolutionary Union Movement. Mm-hmm. And all the uh, during the course of the uh, time life of the, the league, a number of plants started their own Revolutionary mm-hmm. Union Movement. Lonzo here had L. Rum and uh, Russell had uh, Forge. 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 Detroit Forge. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, at Jefferson Assembly, so I eventually started a little J. Rum, you know. And we all had the same, you know, you know, ideas of what we were trying to do. Mm. You know, we, um, we, well, General, one, one thing General had learned. Saturday had learned was doing the uh, revol- the rebellion in '67. He said that uh, what he noted was it didn't matter whether you were revolutionary, whether you're communist, whatever. Uh, black people had to be in the house at a certain cur- during curfew hours, unless you had a badge where you could go to the plant and work. All those who were involved in car production. You know, <laughs> we're free to go to work. So he felt that um, if we had any kind of pull in this community, in, in society, he was at the point of production. So that's how he, the, the worker thing got started. Mm. Mm. 
that was significant to yeah. us. You know? Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So we'll pass it over to you. Uh, my name is Russell Jackson. Uh, I'd like to throw in my African name, uh, Shumba, uh, just to show that I am conscious at least. <laughs> that, uh, these are European names that we have. These are not our names. You know, Russell is English. My middle name is Andre. That's French. My last name is Jackson, the slaveocracy. I just, I mean, I'm going to die with those names on my gravestone more than likely, but I'd at least like to show that I'm conscious of the fact that these are, are not our names, and we are not Europeans. We are of African descent. Uh, I'm a little younger than uh, Lonzo and Mitch, uh, just a few years. But when I was 19 years old, I was working at Max Stamp, an assembly plant. That was in 1969. And uh, it just so happened one day, uh, it was a leaflet on the floor uh, from Drum. And... Uh, it's like Mitch said, uh, the inner city voice preceded drum. And from my understanding, uh, they went from being inner city voice to drum because of the strike at Dodge where Alonzo was working. So you literally had the rum movement prior to drum, the Revolutionary Union movement, and they put that, that Dodge on the front and uh, thus drum. But when I got the leaflet at Max Stampin', I couldn't find them. I didn't know, know who did it. But if you would have read the leaflet at the time in 1969, uh, uh, like, I, I got to talk, uh, well, let me put it like this. Uh, they, were, they put out something that was so educational and intelligent, but at the same time related to the worker in the plant. Now, I'm saying that in the sense of you really didn't see that. You didn't see revolutionaries talking on that level, and they were factory workers. Could you give us, like, a little example, maybe? I don't know. Can I? I mean, if you are, well, in the sense of they were telling us that what you're doing here in the plant is, is connected to the board of directors of Chrysler. And they would name who they were. Mm. This is connected to the apartheid system in South Africa. Mm. And this is connected to rubber and da-da-dee-dee-dee. They were, they were showing you the connections. Now, I, they weren't the only ones in society doing that, obviously. Martin Luther King them did it. Jesse Jackson them did it in explaining the societal type of situation. They would explain how the, the oppression of blacks in the community and the, 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 the landlords and who this was connected to and what corporations owned this and that. So they were doing it. But I'm just saying you didn't see that prior to drum in the plant. Now, I'm saying that, obviously, I wasn't in the plant in the 50s and what happened. Right. So, but I'm just presuming that it was not that. It was extremely revolutionary. Now, if people would see who... The league consisted of, uh, damn near everybody was intelligent. Damn near everybody. Now, I'm saying that in the sense of almost all of us are, are 40s and 50 babies. Okay. When we, when we came about, you went to school. And I'm talking about regular old Public fa- factory working people. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about some elite or the middle right. class necessarily, blah, 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 blah. I'm saying the regular neighborhood... Because we came up 
off of our parents and stuff wanting to mimic the white people as much as possible to show that we weren't, they weren't just cotton-picking Negroes, mm. that they had some class, mm. so to speak. So I'm saying when you come across most people our age, you might notice that they seem to have education. And that was, and the public education was actually teaching you something at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now it was distorted mm. because, like I said, you went to church, and that was the white Jesus with blue eyes on an all-black church. White Jesus, blue eyes, white angels, blah 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 blah. You went to school. Nothing in the book about black people being worth a damn. Everything was white, 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 white. You start class off. I pledge allegiance to America. Blah blah blah. I mean, it was white beyond belief. That's why by the time uh, by the time Stokely Carmichael came, you got to remember, mm. and people tend to forget this. Before Stokely Carmichael, we came up. There was no such thing as black. Mm-hmm. Like they say, if they called us black, we was ready to fight. We were colored people. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were colored people and Negroes. Mm-hmm. When Stokely came up and said, we're black, black power, and blah, blah, let's say I'm 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. We grabbed a hold of that. Okay. Now, it's hard for people to see today that it was an environment where black didn't exist except for a negative. Mm-hmm. But we was arguing with our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we black now. Blah, blah, and they was like, don't say that in here, boy. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? We Negroes and colored, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, to see Drum pushing something that revolutionary, stand up and fight for yourself, and blah, mm. blah, it was in the same realm of the Black Panther Party. The, you know, the, yeah. you know the, every major black something, it was the neo-colonial struggles. Mm. We was all packaged in that same... Thing. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm here 19 years old in the plant, and I picked this up. Because like I said, before I picked that up, I was just a regular little progressive black kid with Malcolm X being my hero, Elijah Muhammad and them being my heroes. They uh, People would have to see, and I'm going to stop in a minute too, but people would have to see. They used to put, when, the black, when they was killing the Black Panthers, and the Black Panthers was enemy number one, they would flash that Black Panther on the screen at, at the World News, come on. They would flash that Panther on the screen. It was the exact same as they do now with the jihadists. The mm. exact same. Mm. They would put that Black Panther on there like, here is number one enemy mm. of the world. These niggers here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and they wasn't playing because, you know, like they I said, playing. the mayor of Dearborn could get on TV then and say a nigger will never live here. Open wow. out of mug. Like it wasn't nothing. Like it wasn't nothing. So, like I said, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Well, they police say that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, as, as a 15, 14, 15 year, old, 15 year old and stuff like that, they would put that panther on TV. Boy, your chest would rise. Wow. You feel your manhood. Mm. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. So, like I say, so, say I'm 15 then. Well, then by the time they came around with drum, it was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is what's <laughs> happening. You know what I mean? But I couldn't find them. So, when you say you couldn't find them. Yeah, yeah. You mean the people that were organizing? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which was them. Wow. I mean, but like I said, he was at Dodge Main. Mitch was wherever he was. Yeah. G- General was at Dodge Main. Blah 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 blah. And uh, and I didn't see him passing them out at Max Stamman. So you saw him in the floor. You saw the, the like leaflet. The leaflet laying on, on the, the floor, floor. Blah 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 blah. So I always tell people, I didn't help build the League of Revolutionary Black Workers. 
Because when I came up on them, that summer, I went to college. Uh, uh, they was kicking uh, Nixon's behind on Vietnam. Yeah. So Nixon started a program. To, in fact, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but him and J- James Brown in particular, they was really geeked on, we want black banks, and we want blacks to have, this is Nixon now, we want blacks to have their own, and blah, 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 blah. They was down for that, you know what I mean? Because, because of the Vietnam War. They had to offset something because of Vietnam, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so when uh, uh, I had quit, quit high school, and everything, you know, because we was criminals where I lived. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we was the real thing. so sad. And leeches. We was literally leeches <laughs> and didn't know it. You know what I mean? But um, uh, so he, he came down and said, I look gangs and stuff like that. If any of y'all want to go back to high school and get education, we'll send you to college. Oh, wow. And they had a program called 50BA. They sent us to college. Mm. We, they sent me to University of Detroit mm. when, when University of Detroit, I mean, was all white. Right. You know what I mean? We went there. We sold heroin. We Hilarious. got with every <laughs> white girl on the campus. I, it, that was ridiculous. You couldn't take kids from the east side of Detroit <laughs> coming up like we did and stick us in there with them middle-class white people <laughs> and think that was going to be all right. That was not going to be all right. You Did you I mean? have them white girls wearing dashiki? Nah, but we had them doing a lot of other things. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? So anyway, uh, my girlfriend got, got pregnant, and I was like, I can't take care of no family out here at this school, you know, doing what we're doing, robbing people and stuff. And uh, so I went back to the factory. I went to, to Detroit Foraging Plant, Lynch Road, at uh, uh, with Chrysler in 1970. And then in 19, I had been there, and they had four of their members, their league members, working at Yuba Foundry and, uh, and at the foraging plant. And they recruited me. From there, they they got to talking that militant stuff, and I said, "Oh, that was y'all." <laughs> I said, "That was y'all." Huh? And then Jerome Scott, Jerome mm-hmm. Scott recruited me, and then they was so secret of then that you had to go through a thing, boy, to, to, for them to bring you to Cortland. Cortland yeah. was their office, a black star bookstore, and all that. They, you know, you, you you had to go through a process. You know what I mean? Because they was they they was uh. They they was they was mimicking the colonial struggles. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Guns, heat, uh where he was telling you earlier about the gym, you know, getting in physical condition and preparing for the revolution to take over and stuff like that. Kind of paramilitary like Yeah. So mm-hmm. I tell everybody, I say, I they had split then. Mm. What year you think y'all split? Seventy? Seventy uh, wasn't it? No, it had to be before that, because I, I was there in seventy two. But anyway, they had split. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, I got recruited to the General Baker sector of the League of Revolutionary oh, okay. Black Workers okay. in 1972. Mm-hmm. You wanted to say something? No. Oh, okay. okay. Just, speak, just speak into your mic, love. Speak into your mic when you talk. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I can stop there. Well, thank you for that. That was, um, so, so what about you? Just give your name first and how you came to organizing. Um. Okay, I'm Alonzo, Alonzo Chandler. Um, I came to organizing similar like Mitch, but I want to go back a little bit because I understand the audience 
um, that's listening to us as a varied audience as far as uh, generations is concerned. Um, the League of Revolutionary Black Workers was actually part and parcel of the general uh, movement, civil rights movement. Okay. Um, just to give you some idea of the conditions that brought about um, the whole drum movement, uh, a lot of people, if they don't know uh, some of this recent American history, is during the uh, during the fifties, we had a we had a huge recession in the last part of the fifties. That was one of the reasons why Kennedy got elected in nineteen sixty because we we were trying to get out of a recession. Um, and so the plants were not hiring. Chrysler was not hiring. If you look at the Chrysler uh, seniority list from 1957 to 1962, there are no new hires. Uh, cause That's I, a long time. I, I, and I, the reason why I remember it so vividly is because my uncle was working at Chrysler. He got laid off. He had just bought a brand new 1958, uh, after changeover, a 1958 Pontiac because changeover is generally in September and they come out with the new cars in October. Okay. Just bought a brand new car. He got laid off that November, the 1st of November, with a brand new car. And they didn't have all these benefits that they got now. You're talking about medical benefits or the I'm car talk, I'm benefits? Talking about, I'm talking about benefits in terms of sub. And all, and, oh, everything and, that comes in the car. And, and uh, empl- uh, employment insurance right, right. Okay, wasn't okay. as long, it, it, it wasn't as much, and all of that. Okay. And the point I'm trying to make is he didn't see Chrysler again until 1962. So it was after 62, 63, the economy started picking up. Okay. Once that happened, all of the first and second generation European children were going to college. Mm-hmm. They were becoming doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. and dentists and things of this nature. So between starting around 63 and 64, the plant started hiring again because they had to hire back the people that had been laid off from the late 50s. Before they could bring in new hires, because that was union contract. Got it. And what happened? And, not, you're, and you're strictly speaking about Europeans right now. Yes. Okay. Pa- partially. Oh, okay. Yeah, partially. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, there were blacks in the plants. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Especially at Ford's. Ford had the largest contingency of blacks, okay. and that's a whole history of Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. Because when Henry Ford started out, you got to understand something. You got all these European immigrants coming in. Speaking a thousand and one languages. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The blacks speak one language. Mm-hmm. Uh, they from down south, and they they speak that spoken down, a uh, 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 broken down. But they understand each other. Mm-hmm. If you train them to do something, they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You can speak English to them; they understand it. Mm-hmm. Ford understood that. Ford mm-hmm. was really a genius, even even though he was all of the other stuff, mm-hmm. uh, bigot and all of that. E- evil genius. Uh, evil genius. <laughs> that's a good term. But he understood. Look here, I can get these blacks from down south. Mm-hmm. These people have worked hard ever since slavery. Right. I know they will work. Okay. They understand English. Mm-hmm. 
So he created a, a great workforce, a huge workforce rather, of blacks in Ford. In Ford. Okay. So Ford had more blacks. But getting back to the, the Chrysler thing, coming up to the Dodge Man thing, um, so you had an influx in 64 and 65. Now you got black people coming into the factories. Okay. In huge numbers. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the previous workers? or is No, we're talking about coming in. New, new workers. New, okay. my age. Okay. And are you saying because they realized that they were bringing all these immigrants in, probably to try to keep us away, but it was too much well, that chaos? Was early, that was earlier. Okay. See, what I'm, what I'm splitting, I'm splitting the immigrants came in, then their children started going to college. Got you. Okay. Now, after the recession of the late 50s, their kids are going to college. They're not, not going into, into the plant. They're not going mm. into the plants. Okay. So now you've got you've got the people from down south coming up here to try to escape the fascism, which what Jim Crow was. You know, uh, Jim Crow is a nice word because they like to soften words up, but that was fascism <laughs> down south. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my people, my people come up from down south looking for a better life. You know, just to, just to give you just a practical example, my people were sharecroppers. They got to argue with the man every day about how much he owed them, how much they owed him, and that, well, no, uh, I don't have this figure. Okay, you come up here and get in the union, even though you still had the racism, at least you know you're making $5 an hour. There's no argument. You understand what I'm Guar- saying? Guaranteed pay. Yes. So, you know, and, and at least you can say, well, I can provide enough for my children so that maybe they'll have a better life. The same as the Europeans did. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. But, so, but the point I'm trying to make, you got this influx of young blacks coming in. We're born after World War II. Most of us during and after World War II. So we're all around the same age. Most of us are all starting families. There, there was so much commonality about the blacks that were coming into the factory age-wise. We're, we're part of the same generation. Most of us, we're, we're uh, you know, I'm past 70, so most of us, Mitch, all of us are past 70. Most of us were raised by the people from down south. Right. So we also had that commonality and that understanding. Mm-hmm. So even though we not, might necessarily have used the term black, like Russell was describing, we understood we were black. Whether, whether that meant Negro or whether it meant color, we understood very clearly because our parents made us understand that. Mm. So once we get into the plant, uh, I had a problem. And we all had a problem. Well, wait a minute. These are the white people that started the union. Why they don't want us to have the same rights that they have? Mm. Why are we being treated so differently? And so, as we are working through this, they were not ready for us. Mm. Because, like, a lot of our attitude was like, uh, we're not taking what our parents took. Mm. They left down south to escape that. Mm. We're not having that here. Mm. And we're like, also, what Russ was talking about, now, we've not only been exposed to Martin Luther King, but we've been exposed to Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. We've been exposed to Stokely Carmichael. Mm-hmm. We've been exposed to Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. We've been exposed to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. 
We've been exposed to the Black Panther Party. We've been exposed to all of the uh, all of these little black organizations, the Urban League, all these organizations coming up as part of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when General and them started Drum, uh, it was like I'm working at Eldon Gear and Axel. Uh, just to go, just as an example, at 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 Eldon, there were no black supervisors except for one. And he was the janitor supervisor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the racism was so thick, you could go in there and cut it with a knife. What, what year are we talking? We're talking 67. Okay. At this point. So, so has the rebellion happened yet? Uh, the rebellion, yes. Okay. So and we and we went through that process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Matter of fact, when Mitch was talking about. Uh, uh, if you had a, a badge, mm-hmm. I was working at Eldon, and I was working midnights, mm. and so I wasn't supposed to be nowhere near the streets. Right? I drove out a car, showed the police this is my badge. I work at Eldon Gear and on a midnight shift. Go right ahead on. <laughs> wow. Go right ahead on. Capitalism on. wins. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. And so these were the prerequisites for all of that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, what I think personally, as we, you know, we talk about it all the time, as we go over uh, some of the things that that really came about because of uh, the drum movement uh, and all, all of the all of the uh, the uh, rums, because every plant was like, see, rums stood for revolutionary union movement. So whatever plant you were working at, the the, the beginning uh, prefix was it was Eldon, it was L rum. If it was Ford, it was Ford, it was full rum. Mm-hmm. Or if it was another plant, it was whatever that plant was, rum. Brilliant. So that's how that's how we got started in that. And so General and uh, uh, General and a few of them, they said, well, look here, we need to, we got too many people. We, we need to try to craft an organization now. So that's how they got the League of Revolutionary Black Workers to try to bring an umbrella for all of these rum movements, and we were getting we were getting calls from, uh, for example, Newark. They had a plant in Newark, and the brothers from Newark called us. Hey, man, uh, we want to get in and do what y'all doing. Uh, so they so they created a paper, uh, and to try to organize some people from California. They had a Chrysler plant in L.A. They they call you know like some brothers from down south in Bessemer, Alabama. They call us, hey man, we got some problems down here in the steel. Okay, we got some people working in the steel plant, man. So I went down to Alabama with Rufus and, and them, and we went down there and talked to them brothers and told them. And see, you know, uh, he spoke to it a little bit. One of the things that was unique about what we did was that, for example, we would print up. Uh, uh, a paper every week, we would pinpoint what foreman did what to who, what his name was. In in the paper. In the paper. Wow. We would print what his name was, what department he worked in. We would, we would print the brother or brothers that he did the dirty deed against. And, and, he started getting flack from, wait a minute, the corporation was like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Now, with the, um, was this was it credited like with, like so like it's in the paper? But are yes. these like anonymous no writings or is it like well, well, yeah, it was, it was anonymous? Such? It was a, okay. some sometimes it was anonymous, sometimes mm-hmm. it was not. 
Oh, wow. Uh, Sometimes it was. Because, see, what we would do, what would happen, we would, people would come to us, man, I got an article I want you to write for me. Mm. I don't want you to put my name because I don't want the company, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, you know, but those on the front line, we didn't have a problem uh, putting our name. For example, one of the Elrum issues, uh, I was on the front page of the Elrum issue with my name right up under my picture. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then we would broaden the paper a little bit and try to get a little education into it to educate the brothers why we were doing what we were doing and why this needs to be done in the whole country and eventually the whole world. And so we would start articles articles like uh, 1619 in Jamestown, this will happen. But it would be a short article. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything deep intellectually or anything. It would just be point-by-point point references to how long they've been doing this. Yeah. And how long are we going to continue to let them do this? Mm. And, and, and I, never, I never will remember the first guy we approached— to run for the president of Local 961, that was Eldon's local. His name was uh, 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 Elroy Richardson. At first, he didn't want to run. They, they, some of those, the older heads were a little afraid because we were so we we were so out there, you know. We mm. was, you know, and so uh, Sims didn't want to run. He was, but eventually Elroy ran and he won. The things that happened in Detroit, as we reflect, after that, Stokes got elected mayor of Cleveland. Mm. Black people begin, began to see, coming out that recession in the 50s and coming out the black people coming into the workforce, not just down at the bottom all the time, mm. because we made good workers, uh, made good wages in the factory. Yeah. You know, uh, so we didn't start at the bottom we weren't always starting at the bottom anymore. And then right. all of these programs were being started, uh, whereas people, like he was talking about, would be able to go to college. Mm-hmm. And affirmative action was, was all of these things mm-hmm. were part and parcel of the whole civil rights movement. Yeah. So as we look at it, we look at what we did is we finished off the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. That's how we view what we did. So I'm just giving you the background of why the rum start, how the 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 conditions that gave rise to rum starting, why there were so many black people going into the factories as opposed to prior to, except for Ford, which yeah. was which was a unique situation that that Henry Ford understood and 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 grasped on, because his Henry Ford's whole thing about uh bad of uh, of selling cars was that. I can start a whole economy based on selling cars. Yeah. Because rubber goes in cars. Yeah. Glass goes in cars. Mm-hmm. Textile goes in cars. Gasoline goes in cars. Mm-hmm. Mechanics have to fix cars. I can start a whole economy because, like you, you phrase it properly, he was an evil genius. Mm-hmm. And he also understood that if people are able to buy the commodities that they make, then you can create mm. a great economy. And the reason why I said that, and Henry Ford was a genius, my uncle, the one I was telling you about that got laid off, had a fifth grade education. 
He told me when I was during that period when he was laid off, I was about eight, nine years old. He told me something I'll never forget. He explained political economy to me at that time, and he had a fifth grade education. I used to have to read stuff for him because he couldn't read everything. Mm -hmm. He said, this system can't work unless the working man makes enough money to feed his family and buy the stuff that is sold. Right. The right. people from down south understood that. Mm -hmm. They had that understanding. Mm -hmm. So that, so when I say they taught us to be black, I'm not saying they taught us to be black using the word black. Gotcha. They taught us to be black conceptually. Yeah. To understand where things fit. Yeah. And the other thing that uh, as we reflect, and especially now, is I understand, if it's one thing I understand, it's good to understand this history so you can understand that you have a different role. We worked and lived in the industrial era. Yeah. We are no longer living and working in the industrial era. Right. When we, when we struck at, uh, let me give you two examples. When we struck at Eldon, at that time, Eldon made uh, the housings and the gear and axles for every damn near every car Chrysler made. Mm. And so we worked six, seven days all the time. We even made stuff for General Motors mm -hmm. and other companies. And I remember when we struck and shut them down, we struck the whole corp we shut the whole corporation down. Wow. Because because they they can't operate without what's going on at Eldon. And the, and the CEOs of Eldon said, this will never happen again. Mm. We would never be in this vulnerable position with them <laughs> Negroes mm. and working people in order to stop a whole corporation. Uh, and that was sort of a front runner for what's going on now because you're living in the digital age. Right. Working people actually have become insignificant at this point. Right. So what happened then could not possibly happen now. So you people have to rethink what you need to do. Yeah. You have to go to a different place. Yeah. The, the concessions that we were able to win, you can't win. Yeah. Because the workforce doesn't have that much of a significant force in the economy anymore. Right. And then when you throw in artificial intelligence, yeah. then you way beyond the, a quote-unquote working-class revolution. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, but it's good to understand what we did because at least you understand that, I guess you what you can get out of it is that each generation has a duty of their own. Yeah. And they have a commonality that they can come around. They mm -hmm. just have to find that commonality. Yeah. And find how to do it together. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed, and, and this is something the man has been good at for I don't know how long, is divide and conquer. Yeah. And if you notice what, he, what he's done, and I, and, and, and I know he's controlling it some kind of way, what he's done is he's been able to get everybody to have a single type of movement. Yeah. Like the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Of course I don't want women treated like dirt. Of course I don't want this section to be treated like dirt. Mm -hmm. 
But what they do is all an individual movement. Mm. I agree. And you see, your you, generation you, 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 has you, to you, have. You better put us in here somewhere. We're going to go to sleep. <laughs> I you got gotcha, you. got to put gotcha. us in here at some point. Okay. Okay. All right. Don't stop, Lazo. <laughs> going to stop? Finish, no. I mean, just finish that I mean, thought. I mean, finish that one know. thought. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm just saying mm-hmm. that. One 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 of your jobs, one of your jobs, as mm-hmm. I see it, mm-hmm. and we this can be debated, mm-hmm. is that your generation that 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 is part of that computer and artificial generation, mm-hmm. you have to come together in a in a different way, uh, and and devise some different ideas and different strategies, mm-hmm. uh, pointed towards something completely different than what we did. Right. And I just I want that to be understood. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So thank you for that, and thank thank you all for that. So um, I wanted to, but I think that that's a good point though that you're talking about. Like I recently just got back like two weeks ago from um, Brazil, and I was down there staying with some Afro Indigenous people um, that are self determined um, on their land, and they, meaning Brazil, has elected this guy Bolsonaro who they call like a tropical Trump. And he's basically like murdering black women and murdering um, people, um, protesting and and all this kind of thing. And um, much to what you're talking about now, um, that they're getting, that activism has been kind of hip. They've been um, here in the States creating more legislation against, you know, um, any sort of collectivism. So coming together to protest against things, they're making this illegal in different states now. Um, and it's interesting that your work that you all were able to do, like you said, you found the leaflet on the floor and I'm trying to imagine, you know, uh, being in a, in a workspace like that. Right. And then pick it and then being able to like, just pick that leaflet up, uh, you know, without, um, should I say retribution? Or without, you know, like just being able to like, you know, join a movement from from something like that just being so readily available to you, you know? Um, I'm wondering, like, when you were, you know, just coming into this, you know, you talked about how you came into it, how you came into it. I'm wondering when you came into it, how you were able to... You talked about that you had political education, so I get that part. But how were you able to actually, you know, organize yourselves? Because I feel like something, like, we we know that you're organized. We've seen you organize. And somewhere, you know, between, you know, the end of unions as we used to know them um, to where black people are so-called successful now, what's missing is our organization. And what we always talk about in the movement is we always look to you and the work that all of you did in terms of organizing. The fundamentals of it. Yeah, so that that's something that I'd really love to dig into. Is And I don't necessarily want to give it away per se, because there's probably some stuff we should probably talk about not recorded, <laughs> but I mean, just so that people could understand, you know, how were you able to organize yourselves? Because it doesn't mean that you always agreed or it doesn't, like you talked about debate earlier, 
You know, like, can you help us understand that? Okay, let, let me try. It. Let me get. Wait, you. wait, but I wanted to start this okay, way, go ahead. just to get get okay, these please. guys in. Please. please. <laughs> well, but you were organizing too, right? Yeah, I tried to. <laughs> I tried to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess um, at the time uh, that we were involved in organizing, it was pretty popular to organize. Uh, the civil rights movement had. Uh, evolved into the black power movement in which uh, I guess most blacks felt uh, some kind of power, identity, and, you know, it just wasn't that that, that difficult. Um, we had uh, a cultural revolution, and, you know, in the midst of it. You know, people started wearing dashikis and crowns and carrying canes, and, you know, it was just popular, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it, was, it was very unpopular to be taken... Uh, stuff from from white people, mm. you know, and uh, although they had a uh, big influx of people, uh, black people, particularly I guess from the south, and as well, you know, who had, you know came from the south to Georgia, to Georgia work, uh, they didn't. Uh, they liked the money, but they did not like the racism, and it was it was rough in the city of Detroit. That's why the rebellion, you know, in '67 actually took place, mm. you know, uh, because blacks were so uh, uh, badly treated, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember staying on um, Canfield uh, between Woodward and John R., which I guess is part of uh, Black Potom or whatever. Uh, at what, uh, I stayed in an apartment building right next door. Uh, they had a police station. And I might be about five or six years old, and uh, I would hear black people hollering all through the night. Mm. And I asked my, 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 my grandmother and my mother and father what was happening. They, and they told me, man, there's somebody getting their ass whooped, mm. you know. And mm. it was, I'm serious, it was just, it was just a common thing, you know. So I guess in, in terms of how to, uh, uh, in, our, in, our, uh, in our range, we got it to the uh, the uh, auto plants, but they had like the Republic of New Africa, uh, uh, who was uh, organizing uh, supposedly for uh, some part of the South. You know, uh, you had Elijah Muhammad who was organized for some parts of the South, but there were different uh, you know organizations you know mm-hmm. being involved at the time. You know, uh, we just figured that. Um, our, we, our solution was the best. Uh, I have to add this to right quick. Uh, see, when they fired General Baker, they just didn't fire a normal black man <laughs> <laughs> because he was not a normal black man. Uh, General was a revolutionary in every sense of the word. He lived and died revolution every day of his life. You know, um, he... Uh, he came. He, he he got involved in a uh, student movement at Wayne State University, which was Yahuru. Uh, him and uh, some other people that became involved in the in the, the league. You know, uh, General had uh, worked at um, in the Vince Ramos Brigade. He had went over to Cuba and helped cut cane, and he had ties with Robert Williams, who was you know at, in uh, North Carolina. Who had escaped, uh, you know, terrible charge of uh, racism in North Carolina. Deacons for defense. Yeah, right. You know, so they just didn't fire 
they they fired a revolutionary, mm. <laughs> you know, at the time they uh, they did this. So uh, he had an outlook, uh, and at that time, generals uh, guessed very proudly a black nationalist and whatever he could do to uh, enlighten the load of black people. That's what you know he was, uh, you know, concerned about doing, you know, and that was true for most of us. You know, mm. I don't know if that helps any, but. It definitely does. You, know, mm-hmm. you just gave us a whole bunch of history <laughs> just yeah. now. Yeah, I think um, uh, Malcolm X, I don't know whether he came once or twice, but I know on, uh, the group that General was involved in at Wayne helped bring my, uh, Malcolm X to the, uh, you know, with Second Avenue Baptist Church. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it wasn't normal worker, right. you know, wasn't right. a normal striker. Uh, they fired a revolutionary, you know. And even though we had a um, a large organization at some point, uh, there was never a, a, a hell of a lot of consistency in ideology, mm-hmm. let's say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, General wanted nothing more than to overthrow this government. You know, he did not want to stop short of that. He wanted to see the state fall, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there are other people who were involved in some of the other uh, organizations within the league who just wanted, um, you know, uh, milder, weaker capitalism, you know. Like reform. <laughs> right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we had all ty- kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, you know, just want to make Yeah, because, and that's good because, you know, we, meaning people born after that, or during and after, right, like that period, have a more romantic view okay. of um, the, the the movement. You know, it's always like this, oh, well, everyone got along, and everyone was holding hands, and everyone right, was on right, the same right, page. Right. And so I think moving forward as to what you're talking about, it could be helpful for folks to understand mm-hmm. that um, you were able to work together, or what I'm hearing because you were able to to organize together, right. wasn't that you agreed on everything? You agreed to agree on what you agreed yeah, to agree right. on. Yeah, we, right. We wanted to get rid of that <laughs> racism, that discrimination, and you know, talking about and, and work for equality. But uh, one other thing that I uh, failed to mention about General, I guess the um, the most revolutionary uh, organization at the time that General came along was RAM. The Revolutionary Action Movement, which this group considered to be the most dangerous revolutionary organization in the country, and General was a member of that, you know, and he had connections with RAM members throughout the country, you know, so uh, he was pretty much pretty well connected with uh, the intellectual element who right. was doing, the, you know, organizing and stuff. Uh, right, you know. because recently. <laughs> um, in like tributes and things, you know, usually it's the so-called intelligentsia that are throwing these types of events. Mm-hmm. You know, the the um, memorial and mm-hmm. the retrospective and the lecture and that type of thing is coming through mm-hmm. the um, folks that were connected to university, mm-hmm. and it's a whole lot of white folks yeah. with money. Yeah. That you know show reverence to General Baker, mm-hmm. you know rest in power. So yeah. it's just interesting um, of 
even like, and you all are here with us, right? Mm-hmm. And have done all of this work. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of why we want to have you here is because we want to, you know, honor the work you've done, but mm-hmm. also learn from you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, like, General's not here and people are telling his story. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... It's, it's powerful to hear your story. Mm-hmm. You know, you were there and, and you weren't, you know, it's a, it's different when you see it on TV. I don't know if y'all saw that film, The Butler. And in the, the Butler? Yeah, in the film, The Forrest Butler. Did, Forrest Whitaker, wasn't it? Yeah, in the film, The Butler, his um son became a part of the movement. Okay. It's, it's, it's in D.C. And, 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 and he played the butler for the White House. And his son becomes part of the movement and so it's kind of like that type of perspective you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so um there's a very romantic relationship with movement mm-hmm. that people that weren't here have about it mm-hmm. and it's that everyone was so brave and everyone was so mm-hmm. you know um you know just it's it's a very like a monolithic mm-hmm. sort of um history because we're so disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me know? see. Let me see if I can sneak some of this stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Uh, 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 first of all, though, uh, you know, life can be strange in fiction. Because who would believe that General is his real name? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, I mean, you know, like I, I, I used to laugh at that all the time once I met him. And uh, I used to say, because when I first met him, I didn't know that was his real name. I just, yeah, we him <laughs> yeah. And uh, to think that you in that type of role, mm. and this is your name, you know what I mean. Mm. But like I say, some people, are, like I say, life can be stranger than fiction. But uh, like I say, you know, when my parents, and I take it for granted theirs too, because damn, they all, I, I can't imagine the percentage of people born in the of, of 40s and 50s. Whose parents was from down south? I mm. mean, you know that migration from down south was a mug. You know what yeah. I mean? I think they said something like thirty million or something came. You wow! Know? It was some crazy figure. But uh, I know personally, my parents were from Florida. Okay. And when they used to tell me the stories of segregation and the Klan and stuff, you'd be like, "That really happened? Mm. Y'all really live like that? Because mm. it was so far removed." I mean, here we were segregated in the North, mm-hmm. but all this stuff about the, the Klan coming to your house and beating your daddy and dragging your mama out and you going to school and the white folks come up on the horse and say, take them shoes off and run and you got to do it. And, you know, I was like, what, 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 what? You know what I mean? So, like I say, that was hard for us to see. Mm-hmm. So I feel the same way. Like my children, uh, it's so funny because out of my three children, Two, my two daughters are affluent. I oh, mean, right, you know, right, they, right. they got money, right, right, car, right. Benzes and cattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when you said so-called make it, I said, well, you use the terminology. It ain't so-called. Right, you know right. what I mean? They, they made it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, they look at when my, my wife, uh, she passed, but mm-hmm. she she was one of us. She was in the okay. group. Mm-hmm. When we used to tell them stories, they'd be like, damn, it was the same thing. Damn, y'all had to go through that, you know. So I say to myself sometimes, I say, uh, people don't really know that one thing that got all these groups together then, the Muslims, the, the Ram, Uhuru, we were so segregated 
from white society. Yeah, I mean, okay. but but like I say, that's why I said if I gave an example of our parents, because yeah. I know it was hard for us to see, so I can relate to how it would be hard for somebody to really relate to that. And we thought, it, you, I mean, if you're born into that, you think it's normal. What are your thoughts on segregation in general? See, it's, it's, it's twofold. Voluntary segregation is one thing. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, if I got my druthers, I want to live with black people. Period. Now, I don't want to live with the black thug. <laughs> you know? I don't want the black ignorant bastard next to my house dating my daughter. None of that. It's a class issue. But, the, but the, that's, that's, that's a personality trait. You know what I mean? It's character. But, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, it's the character, the spirit, the yeah, being. Yeah, yeah, just like, uh, 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 and I thought it was just like last summer, we went to the park. Uh, down there, uh, 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 I, I live off of Dickerson and Jefferson. It's a park down there. We go to the park. What, Chandler Park? No, nah, not Chandler Park. Is the the end of Connor. And we go to the park and kids and everything. And here's this black family over here. They look like they was like y'all age or something. And they playing uh, this music. Fuck you, bitch. Blah, 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 blah. See, I don't want to be next to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? No. I'll call the police on them. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, white no. police, Mexican police, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like oh, I say. No. But that's what but like I say, see, it's hard for people to say and, and now this ain't my point I was making. I got you. People do not realize that's why I say history is so much. You know what I mean? Our community was when we was young, our community was attacked. Heroin, cocaine, obituate, uh, 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 pharmaceutical drugs, yeah. they was dumped on the black community. Right. We saw it happen. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because the black movement, the black, see, because of segregation, the black movement was sweeping. Mm. And the, 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 the capitalists saw it. Mm-hmm. And what was it? It wasn't so much as the black man, it's the economic market. Right. We cannot let these black people get no marketplace. And if we keep mm-hmm. it segregated like this, they're going to get an independent marketplace of black people. You know okay. what I mean? And that's why they went to destroying the black communities. Right. Uh, like because we, they depended on us. Well, it, when you say dependent on us, like I say, it's a different view. Got it. That's, a, that's an objective thing. I, I, think you know, that's, I think it's science. I think it's... It's, I think they do depend on us. I think by default they do. Okay, well, I'm relating to the fact of the evolution of peoples all around the world. Mm. People have to eat. They have to find a place to I live. I see what you're saying. Blah, 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 blah. That's objective. Right. Gotcha. You I know what I mean? Saying. So objectively, as a people, you know, we, we were, you know, taking care, trying to take care of our own. Mm. But because of the segregation, it forced that more. You know what I mean? So, like I say, the AMP at where I lived, black people owned it. Right. The store down the street, black people ran it. Right. Our school, the teachers was white, but the school was black. Right. But I'm just saying, because of that kind of segregation, we were forced to organize together. Got it. And we were organized together to do what? To get economic independence and political independence from who? The oppressor. Got it. Like I'm saying, it was just an objective thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, anyway, I want to, like I say, this word transition, keep a hold of this word. Okay. Because like I say, 
uh, I'm, I'm down with what Zoe was saying, but when people say we're no longer in the industrial age, you got to remember, it's in transition. Okay. Yep. There's still industrialization in this country. Right. Compounded with digital. But I, you know what I mean? Still I, agriculture I, to, to, to tie both of what you're saying together, we have to be forth, we have to know what's coming in front of us. In the present moment. Well, you 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 hope you know, because like I say, you know, <laughs> true, you know, true. but or at least be able to gauge it, or at least be able to sniff it out, and you to know, and can. to and and so that you can alter yourself a little bit and still be open to your point. It may not go that way, but at least you got. If it's five of us, one or two of us can say, "Here it comes." Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying we ain't Ostradamus, so whoever right. that 100%, 100%, 100%. You know I mean? and, and, and like I say, they, they got it now where this hindsight thing, this yeah. hindsight 2020, everybody know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't if, know. If, if, if you knew and you, and you could predict, you wouldn't be in the situation yeah. you're in. You, yeah. You'd stop it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm just saying everything, you know, is in, I mean, your, your own life is testimony to it. Mm. You go from being this big to that big. Mm. That's transition. Right. Agreed. That's transitional. Right. Which uh, philosophy is a whole nother subject, though, because like I say, uh, uh, Marxists learn dialectical materialism. Yeah. That's a whole We'll bring you on here to give that lesson. No, de- no debate, no debate. But prophets and prophetic people exist in all of in all generations. Correct. Correct. Okay. Just yeah. 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 Uh huh. Uh. What I'm saying is, the Dutch really black, white. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was. Shit. But anyway. Anyway. Well, which part? Well, because at one point, though. Um, we were talking about how organizing is important. Well, that's what basically what it was that mm-hmm. I was try- just trying to say that it was it was it was quote quote now nah, mm-hmm. easier because we were so forced together. Got it. I don't like it now the way I don't when the, when the, when they marched in Charlottesville. Yeah. Now I'm talking about the day they marched. But which which and, ones? The white supremacists? Yeah, the white the people the, marched. The, the white supremacists. Okay. And they were clearly saying. Jews will not replace us. The next day on the news, you would have thought mm-hmm. it was between the white people and the black people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there saying, although, uh, like I said, we veterans, so it ain't, it ain't okay. as, you know, poopy. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm sitting there saying, here they go again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ain't no Mexicans. Ain't no Asians. Ain't, ain't no Indians. It's just us and the white people. Mm. They reduce it all to that. Mm. You know what I mean? And 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 you're talking about the news media. I, well, I'm talking about the capitalists and the news media. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I'm t- say, saying them. You know they they, mm. they 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 reduce it to that. And that narrative, the people fall right into. Mm. And it's not that hard because transitionally, mm. it ain't been that long ago when that basically was the case. Right. You know what I mean? They could do that. But I'm just saying that that was a great example for me and if you notice the Jews didn't come out the next day mm. and say no not a damn thing not a right. damn thing and I'm just saying uh, uh, I never forget we went to Skokie, Illinois back in 70 something when uh, the Nazis was getting ready to march they had got a, 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 a permit to march in uniform and everything in Illinois 
and we was the, I think we was the Communist Labor, Labor the Communist League then I think mm. and uh, we organized with UAW six hundred and they didn't want us because we was open communists. See, they didn't. Mm. They was like, oh, them commies. And I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. Some of them European women got up that mm-hmm. that I mean hated communists from their country. Mm. You know what I mean? And they told them they said these blacks. They some of the best fighters we have seen. Mm. If they want to support us, we want them. Wow. And they was against their husbands and everything. You know wow. what I mean? So we got on buses and we went to Skokie. And I said, look at this. The Jewish Defense League came out with helmets, batons, and stuff to fight the Nazis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we was there with them. Mm-hmm. And I was saying all this time, what hypocrisy. Mm. You lose, uh, I, I don't know how many thousands the United States lost. Because the United States always trying to act like they won World War II. And it wasn't a joint effort. I think mm. the Soviet Union lost 20 million people or something like that. But anyway, anyway, anyway. And uh, uh, I said, you lose all them people in World War II. Fight fascism. Fight the Nazis. And then say they got the right to free speech in America. I'm like, what's that yeah. about? What's that about? So yeah. when you pull the curtain back, you can see it's it's capitalism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying again that when we were forced to to organize, segregated like that, mm-hmm. we was all black. The league was all black. wasn't no white member. Mm-hmm. When I especially when I joined them, nobody white. Mm-hmm. The objective conditions was telling us. Damn, yeah. when we go on wild wild, because we went on wildcat strike, they went on wildcat strike, and we went on wildcat strike at Detroit Forge Plant. Mm. We, we the, the, the Polish worker was right next to us. Mm-hmm. The white hillbilly was right next to us. Mm-hmm. You had the white hillbilly that I'll never stand with that nigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you had the ones that that was saying, "No, we got the same working conditions. We standing right. with them. Wow. We standing with them." Mm-hmm. So we was able to see that that is the lock they can't take. The 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 capitalists capitalists can take uh, blacks fighting over here, Mm. Mexican fighting over here, Indian fighting over here. So like ideological theory, they can't take they can't take that joint. That's their death nail. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That is their Mm -hmm. death nail. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll let it go there. No, that is so that's important, man. That's that is the root. I think that's what Piper you were getting at. What are some of those the root the fundamental things? The mindsets, the mentalities that even if it's, it's, it's the, the air, we're in, we're in space fighting. Mm-hmm. It's the mentality that, that travels with us in that transition. Well, also, too, I think what I'm hearing is that um, there was a lot of different things going on. So I'm hearing a lot of political education. Lot. I'm hearing a lot of mm. um, strategy, organizing, a lot of... Um, you know, even even though um, factions did have some ideological differences coming together to make decisions about what, what you were going to come together on. And I think those things are very powerful because that's exactly what I saw in Brazil mm. when I just went um, with these organizations that are coming together through the MST and the CPT and these, um, you know, independent Afro-Indigenous um, organizations, they're deciding what they're, that they're going to come together for these reasons, and then they do strategy sessions, and they do political education. And that's why they have movements. And that's why we had a movement, 
because people are moving together. Mm-hmm. Where whereas um, a lot of things happen, you know, post crack, and then you know, more recently with this uh, nonprofit industrial complex, where they're giving grants and things like that to so-called um, organizations that are doing nonprofit work and this kind of thing, where that those monies are keeping people super comfortable, where they're not standing firm in places where they need to stand firm. And so what I'm hearing is um, the ways in which you're doing, that you were doing the organizing is a very self-determined way. And um, you were able to, I don't know if it was convincing other ethnic groups to be with you. Um, But another thing that's come back or probably never left, or I'm going to say made a comeback even stronger, is Zionism. And so, you know, United States... Um, has this renewed <laughs> relationship with with Zionists in Israel, and uh, you know, um, stealing the land from Palestine and imposing, you know, uh, Jerusalem as a so called Israeli center. You know what I mean? Like just re- revisioning history and everything. So, um, yeah, we we we've got to get back to a lot of this political education. And if you notice the Panthers. The league, I mean, you've gone and on. The yuppies mm-hmm. with the white, damn near everybody in their 20s. In their 20s. In, in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Young people. Yeah. I'm saying, damn mm-hmm. near everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, that speaks a lot to you need energy for that, but I'm just saying yeah. that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, like I say, in your 20s, you ain't the smartest person in the world because you Hilarious. ain't got that much experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you need mentors. You need mentors. You know what I mean? And Zoe, and Zoe, why don't you go ahead, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to what y'all saying. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know you had something to say. No, man. go ahead. Go ahead, y'all. Finish our thoughts first. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to. I got to open this one. Up. Go ahead. You know, uh, we need to talk about theory mm. and philosophy mm. and what we're in its place today. You know what I'm saying? You go touch on philosophy. That's it. No, that's a that's an open door. Yeah. Man. No, that's open <laughs> door for you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, dialectics is not an open door for me. But look mm. at it. But look at it. Uh, we 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 started out. There was a time I'll, I'll say that we had a roadmap to revolution. Mm. If you caught any one of us on any given day, we had a, a briefcase. Within it, we had Lenin's selected works. We had Marx's Detroit's. Well, then you're going to tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to the sheriff. Go ahead. Hey, man, we'll go somewhere else, man, to talk to. Go ahead. I'm trying to pull something up on my phone. This is what family looks like. (laughs) Wait one second. So let me me, uh, type it in for you so you can look it up while you do that. She's, she's looking it up for you. Come on. No, I, I got it. I got it. Excuse I'm me. To him, but I got it because I'm going to show it when I get it. Okay, got okay. it. Okay. Was, He's prepping okay. it, prepping well, just, the media for it. You, man. Yeah, go ahead. Just hold yeah. on. Okay. But I was just saying that um, there was a time in which we thought we had a clear theory uh, on how to make revolution. Mm. Uh, we had uh, Mao Zedong. Uh, Lenin, Stalin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, we could quote most of the works that we had, uh, you know, because we had, uh, uh, well, after split in the league, I guess, we had a daily study session mm. um, for the whole 
uh, league. Wow. For all members of the league. We had a daily study session from what is to be gun uh, by Lenin to uh, Marxist, Communist Manifest, you name it. Stalin's uh, national question, we studied it. Four essays on philosophy, Mao. Yeah, yeah. We wow. studied it. The, the, the problem is... The problem is this. Marx wrote uh, about the early stages of capitalism, okay. which is an industrial society. Yeah. Uh, some of the shit he wrote was wrong. Well, I, I ain't going to say it's wrong. <laughs> I won't say it's wrong. I, he, he, he just okay. wasn't privy to what was coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, in his interpretation okay, that the working class would get bigger and stronger... Mm-hmm. And eventually overpower the bourgeoisie. The proletariat. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, f- form socialism. Well, we n- now we're absolutely sure that the, the proletariat is, um, I, I can't say dying, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's dwindling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the chance to get the dictatorship of the proletariat will never probably be uh, mm-hmm. realized, which means a lot of that shit. A lot of these theories that uh, we've been studying so hard uh, may not be uh, be real. Oh, it looks different to to both of your point, right? Like the the proletariat exists because you mean do me and him see differences? We have no, no. I'm I'm saying to, to your <laughs> have, I'm saying like to your point, <laughs> but to your point, the proletariat exists because there's industry. Right, okay. Right. All, the nah. industry looks different. Nah, that there ain't were, true. No, that's there not were, true? Okay. There will always be some proletariat, just like before we had industry, we had agriculture. But okay. we still have agriculture. Yeah. The concept still exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there will always be somebody doing some kind of manual work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the way the society runs. Mm-hmm. Um, let me try to explain it like this. Mm-hmm. Um in 1927, Mao Zedong wrote the analysis of classes in Chinese society. Mm-hmm. He identified all the classes in this society and pointed to the ones that he felt were the most revolutionary and the most that could join his, you know, his cause. You know, mm-hmm. at that time, remember your mic, man. I guess at that time, uh, the proletariat might have. Uh, Numbered two million out of eight hundred million, mm-hmm. but he but he saw clearly that it, it was the class of the future. It was the class that was arising, mm-hmm. and getting um, to Russ and his dialectics is that uh, we need to put our our place our future on what is arising is a bit developing, as opposed to what's disintegrating and dying away. Mm-hmm. So you can see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he was a dialectician, you know. You know? <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, the thing is, we're in a tight here uh, mm-hmm. in transition. Yeah. We, you know, we're in a tight here. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have an immediate solution to how we get out of this based yeah. on based on based on my involvement with the industrial Period. You know well, based on based on that model. Yeah. Right. So, like now, like you know, in the environmental justice movement, we talk about the just transition and how we go from what we had, you know, extractive economy to a regenerative economy. 
So um, we talk a lot about reparations. We talk about what that looks like. We talk a lot about green economy, green jobs. Um, we talk a, a lot about um, reimagining work, um, what it means to have meaningful work. Um, you know, things like what it, uh, the care economy and how the care economy needs to be, um, yeah, you know, what do you compensate it? You know, how do we compensate for the care economy? Meaning like people who do child care and elder care and, and, and health and healing and this. So those are that, that's how it's kind of looking. And so, um, you know, we, 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 we talk about a lot about healing justice and this kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, like, like you're all saying, like in the future, you know, our revolution is going to look a lot different, but I, I, I believe that looking to the ways in which that you all have brought us mm -hmm. to this point is really important to look at because there's many strengths there, you know, to draw from, many draw lessons, See, this is, this, this is one of the things that's causing the upheaval today. Mm. The capitalist class mm -hmm. owns the means of production. Right. They own the means of subsistence. Yeah. And obviously they back it up with the military, the bureaucracy and all of that. Yeah. But as long as that is, is, is a fact, mm -hmm. then you have a sector of people that, that we call the proletariat mm -hmm. that have, <laughs> they, they only have their labor to sell. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's our theoretical concept of a proletariat. Yeah. You only now, have your labor to sell. But now, now if you, if, let me finish. If you only got your labor to sell and there is no buyer, what do you do? You're going to have to become under a the, producer. Under, under, well, under the capitalist, you're going to starve to death. Mm. Because like I said, if they, don't, if they don't buy it, they, don't own, the, they own the means of production. They don't need it. That's why you got the homeless situation. If they, if they line up tomorrow for a job, if the capitalist class don't buy it, you ain't getting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just said that for the thing around the proletariat. Yeah. Yes, You're right. That, that's a great understanding, though. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. But capitalism, as evil as it is a system as it was, capitalism worked. A worker could sell his labor power to a capitalist. He could get, bring home a paycheck, even though he was exploited and didn't get what he was worth. But with that little money he had, he could raise his family. He could buy a house. He could buy a, a car, you know, send his kids to school. So to that degree, it worked. But what happens, what, what happens when you are in transition into a, to a society where very few people who have to sell their labor power can sell it? And no one's to buy it. You know, which is so what we have now. Which is what and, we have and, now. And once again, just to specify, yeah. it worked for a sector. For that because system. Because like I say, that, a sector. I'm saying because and like, for that be, system. Because like I say, that, that's why you need a big table yeah. and you need a discussion between 100%. people. 100%. Because, you know, I mean, science is science. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When, when, I mean, if, if something is simple scientifically, it's simple. Mm -hmm. yeah. If it's complex, scientifically, it's complex. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? So, like I say, when you, you, there's a difference in discussing something in its simplicity mm -hmm. and, and, and elevating it to the level of a scientific discussion mm -hmm. and discussing it in its complexity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that takes a little time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And then you, you ready, old man? To... <laughs> I'm just listening to y'all. I'm a... <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna do two things. I'm gonna get back to your original question. Mm -hmm. What was that? Cause we, I don't forget. Yeah, I know. Um, what was the which was? How did y'all organize? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. 
That was your yeah, original Rousey. question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then I'll, I'll, I'll slowly get into what they were talking about. Which part? <laughs> the proletariat part? or? Uh, yeah, sort, mm -hmm. sort of. Okay. Uh, you know, like, it, you know, some things are, are simple. And that, uh, like, like y'all was saying, I don't even romanticize anymore about what we did. Mm. And, and, and the reason, reason for that is because I remember all the arguments we had with all these groups. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. for example, for just for example, and Mitch can speak to it even better than me. The Black Panthers came here. We ran them out of Detroit. <laughs> From Oakland? Why? Yes. Mm. We ran them out of Detroit. No, they mm. sent they sent them Panthers that got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark Clark. Yeah. And them. And one. them. They, that's what they sent. But it, it came from Oakland. From Oakland. They <laughs> but they sent them. And remember, oh, Mark was 22 when he died. Mm. Right, he was 22. Mm. And yeah. we run them out of there. But they came to our office. And yeah. We had a, a what happened? Can you, just a tiny bit? Huh? What yeah. happened? Can you tell just a tiny bit? Well, see, okay. See, it, it, it gets, it sort of gets back to what they're talking about. Mm hmm General, one of the good things about general, you know, um, general always was like, okay, we need to do this now. And, okay, we need to do this now. We, we've, we've run our course here. Mm. We need to do this. So he was an actual general. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, let me try to give you a little more perspective. Because, mm. see, I'm, I'm just, I'm like the people from down south. I'm just a practical person. Mm. Uh, most of the people that were involved in the Dodge Revolutionary Union Movement and the Legal Revolutionary Movement, we come to a point where nothing's happening now. Why is nothing happening now? Well, general say, well, we need to study Mm. We need to study. And wow. that's why we got into the study thing of Marxism, Leninism, mm -hmm. and what we call Mao Zedong thought. Yeah. Okay. And because the the movement had lulled. Yeah. That's why I said I finally figured out it's what happened is we finished off the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And then, So now where do you go? Then too, then too though, all our cadre had been fired. Well, mm -hmm. that, that too, and I was. I, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. But I was one of them that had. That was, he was one fired. Of them that you were fired. Been fired. He was fired. I was one of them that had been fired. But what I'm saying, we had come to a point where, what do you do now? General thing is okay. We need to study. We need to figure out exactly where we're at in in this whole scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And. And like the reason why I say I don't have a romantic thing about it, my only romantic thing about it is that what was different in our movement is that it started from the bottom. Right. See, our movement didn't start up here. You mean like you didn't have a grant? No, we didn't have grants. <laughs> we, didn't, we, we didn't have we didn't have the no executive director and all of that. We didn't have these vice president petty bourgeois Negroes. <laughs> That were tied to this, that, and the other running our show. Right. Our show was run by General. Uh, when I got into uh, the league, uh, the brothers I worked with, like one brother, Donzel William, and he was like, man, you know, you need to do, you know, you need to do something, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're sitting around eating lunch. Just regular brothers from the east side, from the west side, from here, from there. That's how we got started. So mm -hmm. we got started from the bottom. So, mm -hmm. and, and see, and and the thing that I romanticize about, and it's not really romanticized, is that the thing about the people that we were dealing with for the 
up for the foremost. Not everybody is not the same. Mm-hmm. Like Mitch, General, and these people. We didn't do this for glory and for riches. Why did you do it? We did it because we thought we were doing the right thing. You wanted to see change. We wanted to see change. And we were oppressed. And, mm. Of course. And <laughs> I, I was you know, subjugated. Uh, mm. and, and, it's, and it was no, for me, and that's what I was trying to bring up on my phone, for, uh, for me, it was, um, I grew up on 8 Mile. So I grew up on circumstances much different than all of them. Okay. Uh, you see this right here? That fence? This is a wall. A wall, okay. This is a six-foot brick wall. Mm. It separated us from the white people in the neighborhood I lived in. Right. On eight, across 8 Mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it ran from 8 Mile to Pembroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we grew up in such a segregated community. So we thoroughly understood racism. Mm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like I said, our parents were from the South. But in terms of organizing, for example, um, when we decided to make changes, these were just people on the line. So I went to one brother that was, was studying uh, uh, to be a Muslim, and he was also going to school. I said, look here, man. I'm 19 years old. Don't nobody know me. The people here respect you. You've been here a couple of years. Uh, I want you to run for steward mm-hmm. against this white man. He he looked at me because a lot of people didn't under, A lot of people didn't really grasp <sighs> the things that we could do. That's so deep. Mm-hmm. And so he looked at me and said, "Lonzo, I'll get back with you." And because he trusted me again, we're not some petty bourgeois guys with super educations and all of this. We're just regular people. Mm-hmm. So he and I was working with General and them, and so he knew some of the stuff I was doing. So he said, I'll get back with you. I said, Listen, here's what I'll do I will help you. I will get all of the brothers in my department, and I will get brothers in other departments to do the same thing I'm doing. In mm. result, I took brothers in my car lunchtime to get elected, uh, mm. to, uh, to, get, to vote. I got outreach people in other departments to organize the brothers. Because, again, I'm getting back to we were all in the same circumstance. We all went through the, through the, through the riots. We, 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 we all were around the same age. We were all raising our children. We were all bumping our heads against this racism and, and trying to get this reform. And there were different organizations out there, but they weren't relating to working class people. That's why we bumped heads with, with the Black Panther Party. Because they talk about the Black Panther Party. Black, man, I want to hear that. Wait a minute. More we are specifically, at the point of production. Huh? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. More specifically, uh, John Watson was the editor of Wayne's newspaper, The South End. They had ran a article in The South End that said, Drum, Vanguard of the Black Revolution. Wow! And Wait, it had, I think it, I've seen that you somewhere. It might have, cause yeah. It, yeah, but it had a big, uh, mm-hmm. big, big headline. Yeah, big headline. Yeah, I've seen. And that one somewhere. of them got back to Oakland. Oh wow! To, to the Panther Party. You mean they, one of the party people took it to Oakland? I don't know whether they mailed it or how it got oh, okay, there, okay. but they got a hold of it mm-hmm. and decided that they they needed to check us because Black Panther Party was the vanguard of the Black 
revolution uh, at that time. So they said, "Who checked Fred, you?" Who what? Who checked? Who checked y'all? Was it was it like Fred? The, the two pairs that got killed Fred, in Chicago. Fred, Fred, Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton, and Mark, Mark Clark. Clark. Yeah, Mark Clark. They checked y'all. Yes, they did. Well, they came here they, to they do it, the, but it didn't happen like that. Yeah. How did it happen? Well, they came by our office. I will. I won't elaborate any further. I won't elaborate any further. Okay. But we had it, it didn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't work. Okay. Uh, and I meant to say we, Fred was 22. I, I right, think I right, said right. Mark was 22. Fred was 22. It had gotten uh, rather ugly, but uh, they left Detroit understanding them, run, them drum niggas wasn't taking no shit. They understood <laughs> that. They, they wasn't having none of that. So they left, and, you know, I, I guess they, I, I don't think they accomplished <laughs> What they thought they would were, but mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and in the meantime, in the meantime, shoot that foot. Uh, in the meantime, we formed our own Black Panther Party here. Right, and that that was Ron Scott was in that, right? Right, and uh, Cass Smith, John Williams, uh, but all the people in the leadership were league people. Mm. <laughs> so we go cut all that bullshit, you know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. But, and uh, and 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 shout out and rest in, in power to, you know, everyone that yeah, you know was yeah. involved in that struggle. Yeah. Cause that's 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 power. Like I'm honestly looking at um our movements or our movement now, and it's mostly black women that's out here. I mean, black women always been out here, you know. Um and it's, you know, something that we always talk about on this show, you know, um, is it's in Detroit in particular, not necessarily so many black men current in the current movement, you know. This is the era of women. Can, can I say something about that? <laughs> well, we, 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 we want to all be here, though. We want, we want everyone. It's everyone the era involved. of women. Can, can I we say want everyone involved. That? We want everyone involved. Can I say something about that? That, uh, that hurts me, and here's why. That, it, it hurts me, and here's why. Uh, as I was telling you about the story about how we got the steward elected. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest parts of our organizing efforts was that paper. Everything centered mm. around getting papers out. And uh, me and Mitch used to sit up half the night with a gestatner. Wow. Printing papers for different organizations. Okay? Mm. But the different rum groups. And sometimes when I talk to young people, try to get them to understand a complex economy and a complex situation. Yeah. Especially going getting back to where you all are at now. Yeah. In, in this in this robotic and electronic situation. Mm-hmm. Uh when you when you destroy jobs, you which this has done. Yeah. Uh, an example. I just let me try to give you an example so people of the generations that's listening can understand what I'm saying. When I first went to Jefferson, the body shop, which 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 riveted the bodies together, and, and you're well, talking about Jefferson well plant in, in, in the plant. Yeah. At Jefferson, there were 1,500 people in that body shop. 1,500. Right now, there's less than 50. Yeah. That's the, that's how dramatic yeah. that revolution has become. Yeah. Now, I'm saying that to say this. When you destroy jobs, you destroy families. Yes. 
When you destroy families, you destroy communities. Yes. When you destroy communities, you develop people that are survivors yes. 24-7. Yes. Hustlers yes. 24-7. Yes. And when you do that, you cut out the male species mm. of our generation, of generation. And it's been a steady cut. So you've turned them basically into 24-7 hustlers as opposed to working class people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the women are so involved because when, 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 as these jobs were being cut, and nobody noticed, back in 1957, the office workers actually and numerically had surpassed the industrial workers. Mm. But, but it wasn't insignificant to the society. Okay. Okay. Once all of those, and they always have these soft words, we're, we're downsizing. Mm-hmm. Once all of this started going and the, and the jobs of the males started going, the females were already in place. Um, they were already in, in give me, this is my base, most graphic example. In 1963, I took typing and I also took Spanish. I had no idea how important the keyboard and learning Spanish would be 50 years later. I mm. had no idea. But the women were taking key, uh, key punch back then. And yeah. So they were already in place to be the new workforce. Right. Whatever that workforce was going to be. Right. They were going to school. They were going to college. Right. So it's a natural, to me, it's a natural thing that the women are actually in the leadership. That's, to me, that's a natural And that's interesting. Because, like, if you look up the word computer, and the first computer was the women. Because they hired the women during the war Correct. to do mm-hmm. the computation. Correct. And so that's where that word even computer came from. Correct. They would compute. So yeah. that's uh, now that you've been talking about that as I think about military industrial complex, like Correct. that completely makes sense to me. Now Correct. when you when you compound that with war yeah. and incarceration. Right. You got At, you got yeah. a problem. You got a yeah. gen- gender problem. Yeah. 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 So yeah. something has to be done to politicize them and get them Online, who with is what's going on? Who is it them? Huh? Is well, she them? was talking about the women are mostly. I'm talking about the men. Mm-hmm. That's what she was talking about. Well, and I think another issue too that we went through was like you were explaining. See, we had a society where the men were able to work, yes, and take care of an entire family and did not have to go to college. Correct, and right. could and made. Uh, beyond livable wage. Correct. Right. So, but then we went, but now we're at a point where people are getting master's degrees and there's no job. <laughs> Correct. And they yes. can barely get a job at like a fast food place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's no need for all these things that people are studying. Right. Cause it's, cause those things they're studying, like you said, are is useless information. Cause mm-hmm. we're not, mm-hmm. we don't need those jobs anymore. And so like, even you look, you know, to the current structure, um, it's going to be the health industries um, are growing. The technology in terms of um, folks being able to think of these ideas 
not even the people that actually, you know, do so much. You know, we, we were in a period of coding, but now, you know, they've created, you know, systems that can code. And so it's really about idea generation. Like the new industry is ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to you be know? picky. I swear yes, I'm, not, I'm not trying yes, to be yes, picky. Yes. But we, we, got, we got to throw in the fact that, see, many of these jobs, mm-hmm. working people need. Yes. The capitalists don't need them. Right. We need child care. They don't need it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We need, I live in a senior citizens building. Right. We need so much help for the seniors, it's unbelievable. Right. They don't need it. Right. They don't give a damn. The seniors die over. They don't give a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they just advertised on TV yesterday where Washington County, the, the deputies, it's about nine deputies, the 9,000 prisoners, and they need deputies and stuff like that. They, they can't get them because of the profit motive. The profit yeah. motive is on everything. Yeah. You got, and that's why I say the simplistic aspect of that is just a regular profit. The complex aspect of that is maximum profit. Right. And they got to have it. They want, see, the, if, if we let, without an education, if we leave it up to the bourgeois, they will have the left telling, uh, they, they own people that you got a small business, you ain't worth a damn because you a capitalist. Mm. What? He ain't, we talking about who is exploiting labor. Yeah. See, so, so it's a difference between you got a hair shop. Or you got a place making belt buckles. They want us to say they the same as this 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 uh, Facebook or the, the rest of them making 180 billion dollars. You got 180 billion dollars. You one person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm just saying if we if we had a society that we lived in tomorrow, what can't nobody have no business? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know you you know uh, 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 Carlos said they was doing some construction or something. Mm-hmm. They can't have that. Mm. We can't have it. See, they want to. They they scare people with the socialism because they, like I say, this narrative they done put on mm. people of ignorance. Mm. They want like, oh, you gonna be like Chinese socialism? Mm. Oh, you gonna be like <laughs> Russian socialism? You right. gonna be like Cuban socialism? This America. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our biggest mentors used to tell us all the time: know the people in your country. Yeah. You know what I mean? We want American social. You can have the ism. Yeah. You know what I mean? We want a social society. Mm. You know what I mean? Where you can contribute to the society. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I say, unless these things are clarified, yeah. they will they will put a fissure in between the left. Yeah. We'll be fighting our own folks over well, that's some, what's happening. Over some crap. That's what's you know happening what I mean? now. Yeah, yeah, because when I, I heard some young young it ain't just the young folks, but I heard some folks talking that crap. All capitalism is bad. No, you confusing. Well, we don't the, have you these con- conversations. You either. confusing the cap- <laughs> the capitalist economic system mm. that's rooted in maximum profit and exploitation. And, and, and a, yeah, 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 mm. and a whole bureaucracy and military to back that up. Oh yeah, you know what I'm difference. saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 we ain't got no you, military to back live, <laughs> If you live in a bourgeois society and you're not producing nothing. Nobody gives a shit about what you're here for, brother. You know what's so deep about what you're saying right there? That's the plight of the uh, middle class Negro. And and the, and the it, current and the, the current elderly. plight of the and middle the class Negro. And the Explain that. What you mean? The current plight of the 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 plight of the current middle class Negro is that they 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 don't produce anything. Right. Yeah. 
They lost jobs. They're workers. You got to explain they that lost one. Well, well, jobs. Yeah, it's just based on, well, not just job. The, the thing is that the current middle class Negro has gone to college, uh, lives in the suburbs, and has a job. And so their livelihood is dependent upon their job. And the job is dependent upon the stability of that company, that industry. They are not which prepared means he, for which anything means he's else. They're at risk. They're at risk. He's they're at not risk. prepared yeah. for anything else. He's at if risk. that if that company decides when that person gotcha. is 30, 40, <laughs> that okay, you know what? We know like you said, we no longer need, you know, vice presidents. We're going to get rid of this whole department, and all we really need is somebody... And they're doing that. ...to yes, show up and that. turn the light Judah on Motors and Forrest is doing that right now. But, yeah. it, but in real time, though. Yeah, See, yeah, and, and, yeah, wait, yeah, no, yeah. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. In, 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 in real time, mm-hmm. the middle class is there. I, I told, dwindling, I, I, dwindling. Okay, but, but, but I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. See, you, you, you don't want to always make something fit into your theory. You know? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I do. Because like I say, it's 320 million people in this country. I mean, all you got to do, go to Disney World. And you see, well, damn, look at all these people here. What is this? Somebody got some money. Yeah. Damn. My daughter, my daughter get a new Benz every year. Her kids she go rolling. to the best school. She rolling. And her mom and daddy was revolutionaries. Right, right, Now, right. my son ain't in that position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, we got to be more, you know, like, like I say, uh, it's almost like specificity is specificity. Generality okay. is generality. Gotcha. But these sweeping, broad strokes that people are making, it's, it's just not true. It's not true like that. Okay, so let me, let me correct what mm-hmm. I'm saying then. What I'm saying is the middle class as we know it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll say that I'm from 70s, 80s, 90s growing up. That middle class that held up our society, that's going away. It's being eroded. 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 And so going away. And, and going so the, bye bye. The, 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 the next generations, right, of folks, that industry is based on ideas. So the, so the prison labor force is growing. Like prison, the prison industrial complex sector in terms of the business or industry, that's getting bigger. You know, um, prison guards, um, you know, people making those ankle bracelets, people doing, um, what mm. is it, surveillance, uh, voice recognition. Like those types of industries are like, are growing as, they're, sector as they're deciding, developed. right, like that they don't want to do brick and mortar. And then, you know, the jobs are being moved to, you know, prison labor, right? So Walmart and Amazon, right, uh, moving their labor force to the prison labor, right? And so as that is starting to happen and as AI, like you were saying, is starting to come in, the, 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 what, where the transition is not catching up to itself is that there's still this, the, uh, the overarchingly you know, we're still telling people that you have to go to college, that you have to do that same track, you know, that you have to go to college and you have to, you know, uh, get your, you know, go all the way and get your master's degree in order for you to be some sort of value in society. 
Well, what younger generations, the, the, the ones that I see that are looking at that and, and shifting that, the ones that I think are going to quote unquote make it are the ones who are looking at that and being like, hmm, like how Brittany was saying, I'm not going to get involved in like whatever that systemically is happening. What, what are the ideas that I could generate? Okay, but I'm just saying in real life, mm-hmm. real time, my, let's say I don't know nothing about revolution. Okay. My 22-year-old granddaughter right now is in Sweden. Right. On, on college. Right. My 17-year-old granddaughter just got accepted at Florida A&M. Right. So I'm just saying, at a minimum, look at it in transition. Right. You know what I mean? Because people right. talk like the stuff is here now. I went to a thing with some revolutionary young, and I hate to always say young people, but they were showing these films about when 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 uh, uh, money's not going to exist, when you're not going to need money no mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say nothing, but I wanted to tell them, okay, you're showing us what's probable and what have you. Mm. What's that got to do now? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want cash now. You got cash now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Loan me $50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying so reality gets, you know, gotcha, but I'm gotcha. trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. Education is the key. Mm. Every brand, see, classes is not taught, obviously, yeah. in this society. Yeah. There is no thinking in a class society that's not stamped with the brand of a class. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was doing so, I had got fired from a job. And thank God somebody gave me a job as a social worker. I got two, I, I got a high school diploma and two years of college. So I can't be no social worker. But I was, they, they, they snuck me in there, right? Mm. I used to tell people, I could have somebody sitting in this chair interviewing them. Poor as hell. They talk just like a middle class person. Mm-hmm. Just like, we got to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And, and if people would just get together, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the transition mm-hmm. with the education that, that has gone from, I mean, people forget. You know, people was not always literate. Mm. Just like what Mitch was saying about China. That was a huge peasantry. Yeah. Not a proletariat, a peasantry. Illiterate. Yeah. Yeah. This, this literacy thing is a new, th- new phenomenon. People okay. just don't look at it like that. All right. So the average person, especially with some kind of education, they think like the middle class. Right. Even if they base ain't the, not the middle class, obviously, is going to think like the middle class. Right. But I'm just saying, your poor people that are not middle class, they got enough education. They talk like middle class. Mm. They think like middle class. Mm. They vote like middle class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 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 so I'm just saying, we, we got to really get into the conditions of real time mm. in the world mm. and get away from a lot of this, 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 Prophesy, you know, because they'll they're sit and tell somebody middle class, well, you ain't going to have a job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a job tomorrow. But mm-hmm. like, what the hell is you talking about? They got a job now. Mm-hmm. How you going to predict what? They ain't going to have the job, what, in 30 days, two years, mm-hmm. five years? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and like I said, I want to see you build a revolutionary organization like that. Mm-hmm. And, see, and see, this is one of the things that we was fortunate enough to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The core of the league was industrial workers. Okay. Now, it was people around us, teenagers, mm-hmm. nurses, mm-hmm. teachers, mm-hmm. but oh, the yeah. core yeah. was industrial workers. Okay. So we had that commonality. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There wasn't all this guessing, you might be this and might be that and might be that. We, was, we had to go to work, get on these machines, blah, 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 you know, bam, bam, bam. Reality was right there in your face. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, when, when you look at a class outlook, 
We had mm. a class outlook that was rooted in reality because it had to be. Mm. It had to be. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, you look at a lot of this thinking today, and it's like, look at all this middle class. There's so much middle class thinking out here. You would think it was a huge middle class. Mm-hmm. You could probably go to a homeless place in Los Angeles and interview some of them, and you would think, well, damn, you got a Cadillac in a, in a home in a garage, ain't you? The way you talk. But I'm just saying, I go on and on and on about that. I really want to ask. I really, really want to ask you guys some random questions, and then I'll be quick. It can be yes or no. You can answer yes or no, or really, really short. So you mentioned the area Dexter before we got on air. So all these um, abandoned, vacant buildings that used to be small businesses were they black owned? After the after the uh, after the rebellion, probably because most most white people. Who could move out? Moved out. Mm-hmm. Black people took over. Mm-hmm. You understand? So did I'm they saying? sell those businesses? I, I don't know how it would. How, well, go ahead, Lazo. I can answer. That. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I can answer that question. That's an easy question. Okay. The 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 other than Black Bottom and specific places where Black people had to live in the twenties, thirties, forties, up coming to the fifties, you can trace. Where black people, the neighborhoods they moved into, based on where the Jews moved out, mm. and I'm not using that as a anti-Semitic uh, position. Mm-hmm. I'm merely saying this whole area around here mm. was Jewish. Jewish. Mm-hmm. Central High School was Jewish. Mm-hmm. Up until the Jew- rebellion. Be up until yes. Okay. Uh, the uh, all of these supermarkets. Mm-hmm were owned by Jews. Mm-hmm. And so when they moved out, the blacks moved in. Okay. And the reason why most, a lot of the supermarkets and gas stations became Chaldean, because the Jews sold them to the Chaldeans rather than the Muslims, because the Chaldeans are Christian. Mm. And not Muslim. Mm. Uh, I, I went to Mumford, which was mostly Jewish. Okay, Mustang. <laughs> what that sound familiar? Jerry Bruckheimer, you went to school with him. Huh? You went to school with Jerry Bruckheimer. With who? Jerry Bruckheimer, the the producer of uh, what's the? How old is he? Oh, I'm just choking. Oh. <laughs> He's Jewish well, I, and went I to Mumford. All them Jews. What's the What's the Eddie Murphy What's the Eddie Murphy movie where? Uh, Forty eight hours. No, 40. no, no, no. The one where he sticks the banana in the in the tail in the tail of the car for the I have police. Have no idea. Uh, he worried about Beverly, Hills, Beverly Cop. Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. He produced that, and that's why Eddie Murphy oh, had the okay. Mustang on. Well, but I, I please, may have. I may have. I'm joking. He, I, no, no, no. I went to school with Steve Fishman, the lawyer. Okay, that name sounds familiar. Okay, and and a few of those people. The dent. Oh, the dentist. Uh, what's the name? Goldstein or Gold? Something like that. I went to school with him. Mm. Uh, so, but I'm and as they moved out, yeah, we moved we moved in. in. Okay. That, okay. That's the pattern uh, and the reason why they became or did not become. Uh, even the, there used to be a, a, a famous corned beef place right right down the street. It was owned by the Jews. Mm. You know, um, so that's just part of the history yeah. of Detroit. Mm-hmm. On the west side, yeah. not on the east side, okay. but on the west side. Okay. Not, not so. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what's funny, man. Uh-huh. Is I laugh at the, and this is an ironical laugh now, <laughs> that... You know, they'll put on the front page of the paper today, 
Detroiters paying the highest car insurance in the nation. And it's been since 73. Mm. And they'll put it on there like, you know, and, like and, and, and they'll put in the article, this is criminal. Mm. Well, then you've been doing this criminal shit for the goddamn decade. <laughs> this guy, you know I mean? it's so, funny you say that. So, our, so, our so entire that, life, so, my so entire life. Like this now. When we own these stores and stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. thing. They would put on the front page of the paper, blacks have been redlined out of the stores and stuff. Banks will not give them loans. They will sell them bad meat. Put it right on the front page of the paper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I say, the older you are, the more you was able to see that they would blatantly. Next question. Tell you. Not cutting you off. Next. Go ahead. I wanted to finish. Uh, You did. I wasn't finished. (laughs) To to one of your points, to one of your points you were getting off into. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm going to give you two points. Okay. Again, this is all. See, my thing at this point at my age is for you all to clearly understand that you need a different viewpoint Right. And somebody's got to come along and critique, not just critique what has been done, mm-hmm. but critique what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And for example, um, this, this uh, for the first time in American history, they don't need black people to do their work anymore. Mm. For the first time, it started out with slavery. Mm-hmm. It started out in an industrial era. It, it it continued when the whites went to school and, and the second and third generation went to school and became this, that, and the other, and we came into the factories. All that's over with. They don't need black people anymore to man the workforce. That's number one. Right. In terms of electronics, we had a good friend who has since passed, who was part of the league, called Marshall. Marshall was as smart as any white man you will ever meet. Marshall back in the 70s was was making his his own uh what you call it uh uh uh, uh home theater system. Wow. Okay. And he was telling us in the early 70s what the computers were going to be able to do. Mm. He had me going to school taking uh computer language Fortran and stuff. Okay. All right. Marshall was a computer programmer. Marshall went out to Silicon Valley and was part of that. Again, they love to use these soft words that don't explain nothing. Mm -hmm. We're downsizing. Right. What that meant is they had developed the computer chip Mm -hmm. to do the work that Marshall was doing. Yep. That's real time. Yeah. That's not if come, if see. That's real time. Right. When Marshall was laid off of that job, downsized. And lost his insurance, Mm -hmm. he contracted cancer. Mm. He could not pay for the medication, and he died. So sorry, dude. That's sort of an allegory Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen Mm. if you all don't come along. My fear is that just generation and a generation right behind you, if you don't get it done, it's not going to get done because mm. the man is so far advanced and right. everything. And diabolical. Yeah. And diabolical. He's diabolical and advanced at the same time and at the same pace. An assassin. Mm. Um, that's deep. So which leads me. So I'm with you. So these are the reasons why I'm asking these questions. Mm-hmm. 2020 election is coming up. 
my generation and Piper's generation and somewhere in the middle or in front of us are having these debates on, do presidential campaigns matter? Should black people collectively be going out to the polls and voting? So I want to know your thought on that, but I also want you to answer the question that I have asked on this podcast. What president has pushed the black collective, whether it's been by default or whether it's been specifically to say, I need, we need black people to be segregated and we need them to be successful for this country to run. What president in the history of this country that you can remember has pushed black people collectively? I got the Bogart. Got the Bogart on this one. I'm yeah. Sorry. Listen, uh, you would go like, Bogart anyway, wouldn't you? I don't know, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but listen, now, now I'm, not, I'm not denying what I'm trying to deny what Zoe said. Okay. But see, this is one of the things that without an education... On, on society, and I, I hate to always, I hate to say a Marxist education, but but, then don't but, say but it. they were just such scientists mm. on the social development under capitalism. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like John Smith. They looked at John Smith and laissez-faire capitalism. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. he was on it. He was on it. Right. We are divided into classes. People want to talk. Let me finish. People want to talk like we are a monogamous group of people. We are not. So when you hear people say, should black people do such and such, it is a total denial of classes. Um, A total denial. Wait, Brittany, let me just. You you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so, like I say, when Zoe said they don't need black people no more. If you put impact impact that with class, mm-hmm. it ain't true. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to say a, a, a specify mm-hmm. a certain sector or something like that, you mm-hmm. need specificity mm-hmm. because within a class society, there's no such thing as mm-hmm. we don't need. Is it, what what monogamous group of people do you know? So, and people get on TV and they'll say, "How do black people vote?" Now, they kind of mean that data wise, right? Statistically, is any you know way, what I mean. Any way out of here. Because we, yeah. because it is classes, <laughs> and that's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll comment on can that. Can I clarify myself? Yeah. Let me clarify myself because you got me misinterpreted. When I when I made the statement, <laughs> they didn't they don't need black people anymore. I'm saying that in a class sense. We have been regulated for the most part to a certain class. Of course, there's been upper strata of blacks. Petty bourgeois, this, that, and the other. Bourgeois black. Bourgeois black. Shit. But but we have been regulated <laughs> for a certain strata. So when I, I when I make when I make when I make that statement, I'm not denying the role of classes. As a matter of fact, I'm pushing the role of classes because I make that statement to make this statement that things have to be, which I said in the beginning, it's too much separatism now. Now that separatism is caused by different ideologies, which part of part of what you're saying is correct in terms of a lot of people that are actually working people have a petty bourgeois ideology. I understand that, but my point being, when I said they don't need black people anymore, is that what needs to happen now is there needs to be a generational and class revolution. Class thinking along lines of we're all in the same boat. A hundred percent. 
Even though I understand, I under I understand what you're saying, and I think what you're saying is can be used to help us understand the fact that we are not all the same. That right. is a fact. We right. do need to understand that. Right. But in return, Oprah ass still got her butt turned away from that store when she went over to Paris. Correct. They told her to take herself out the store. Correct. Tiger Woods had to learn a hard way. Obama had to learn a hard way. So it all, even though we're all different and we need to understand that aspect, I still think it's important for us to understand the importance of unification. I agree. We, if we, I think part of the assassin strategy, the man that you talk about, is to have us so confused that half of us are saying we're different, then the other half say we're the same. But we need both of those perspectives in order to be collective. And I agree with that. The Jews understand that. that there's there's the there's the unorthodox Jews there's the the and the orthodox Jews but best believe and Zionists and be, but best believe when it's time to make a decision on who they're going to uplift to bring to the I think you said what the strategy you guys used in the plant Hey man, I need you to go ahead and, and, and I can't do, do so. it. You got to do it. Do so. And then I'm going to get 14 other people that think like you. So we we going So it's a mixture of both opinions. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is a military fight. Agreed. Right. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When we was fighting the UAW, yeah. And they put the black guy up there with the corporate UAW, mm-hmm. and they was treating him like a nigger. <laughs> we didn't even say, oh, God, he's one of us now because he's treating, <laughs> look, look, they're treating him like a I black agree. man. I agree. You know what I mean? That right. was a clear, we had a clear class difference on him. Uh, we didn't give a damn how they treated him. We would point to it and say, look at that, you idiot. Agreed. They treating you just like, but we was clear on you not one of us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So like I say, so like I say, and like I say, y'all generation, I'm down with it. Oprah, mm mm. See, LeBron, them, it it ain't like I'm against them, but like I'm saying, don't equivocate. Right. Somebody with a hundred million dollars with somebody on Bills and Mac. Right. But I'm saying that can be done because we do not learn about classes. That's the Mm. point I'm making. That's the point I'm agreeing with you is that they even themselves have pedestaled themselves. We've pedestaled (laughs) them. And so we have to understand that though they look like us, they have to understand though you though you have the money like them, you are not them. And we need to understand though they look like us, they are not for us. Well, see, you're going to keep trying to get them to understand. I'm not going to try see, to. Like I'm I'm not, it's too much like work. I agree. Like it's I'm too saying. much work to be yeah, done. A, a non-class analysis will do that. If you got a class analysis, you won't fall into that trap. I 100% you agree, but it's the mindset it. to know the difference you know that is mean? missing. I really believe that. Okay, well, I don't. Well, let, let, can, mm. I, can I sort of. I really sort of, want y'all to answer the voting question, too. And I, I'm asking you a question. Clean it can up, Lonzo. Clean it up a little bit. <laughs> Look, again, hey, again, up. we of course we need a class analysis. Now, let me, I'm going to go way back again. Again, I'm going to always go back. To the people from down south. Because that's where my culture come from. It does not come from Ethiopia. It doesn't come from Egypt. My culture come from the people from down south. Those people that were formulated. There's no Apache in England. There's no Cherokee in Africa. 
There's no Seminole in South Africa. Our people were, were, were come. Our people are part Cherokee, part yeah. Seminole, yeah. part Apache, part Comanche, and part Caucasian. We are a different people. Mm. On the planet Earth, there's nowhere else on the planet Earth like people like us. And the people from down south are the ones that gave us our culture. Mm. And I'm saying all that to say this. There, there, uh, the original word was not Uncle Tom. That come out of a book. The original word was Jefferson Davis Negro. Mm. What he's talking about, and this is class, what he's talking about, these people, like, oh, they're Jefferson, modern-day Jefferson Davis Negro. Okay. And so if you know your history, you understand right. these Jefferson Davis Negroes mm-hmm. fought for the South. Right. They fought because they were scared to be free. Yeah. They were scared to be away from the plantation owner. Yeah. As Malcolm used to say, boss, we sick? No, we ain't sick, motherfucker. You healthy as a motherfucker. Let him die. If you sick, let him die. <laughs> and, do you, and do you see the pundits on NBC and stuff like yes, that? Yes, I mean, yes. they get on there and they say, mm-hmm. how, how do they say it? They say, uh, they damn near say, uh, 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 they, some of them say the fourth. Fathers. Yeah, yeah, But some yeah. of them actually say our forefathers. Yeah, yeah, And they'll yeah, be they our, do. we, yeah, us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I say, they have integrated into the mm-hmm. system. What, right. what, they got to beat you mm-hmm. over the head with it? Mm-hmm. Right. In, but, but, but dialectically, they can still sit there and talk mm-hmm. like, but I'm the average black person because policemen stopped me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm black. But that's race. That's race. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important for our my generation I, I, to hear what you're saying okay. and also to answer I that answer question. Your question. Uh this is the best way. This this is the best that I can answer it is this way. Uh, I gotta go by a historical context and what happened. Okay. And I'm have I'm I'm gonna have to give equal weight to Abraham Lincoln and FDR. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln because of the Emancipation Proclamation and because we actually fought a damn war to get rid of the slave system and bring us fully into the industrial system. Mm. The, the, uh, the Reconstruction was sabotaged, but that, yeah. wasn't, but that wasn't his fault. Mm. The reconstruction went on. No, he was dead. <laughs> right. Well, but they killed him. <laughs> well, yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying, yeah. but even after he died, the reconstruction mm-hmm. effort went on up until 19, I mean, 1877, when the Republican Party, together with the quote unquote Southern Dixiecrats, yeah. got together and destroyed destroyed that movement. Yep. Okay. Yep. But, but at the same time, it did bring us certain things. At that time. And the reason why. You mean policy wise? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I said FDR, I say FDR is because. uh, Like the farm bill and all that kind of thing. Yeah, the farm bill, the uh, social security. security, Yeah. uh, You know, the safety nets. Yeah. The safety nets. That was created for white folks. Did they help white folks? It was for white folks. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, let me finish. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. All I said was there you go. And I'm saying. Those things were put in place, mm-hmm. and they were put in place in such a way that they could be expanded. Mm-hmm. Because, in, because in the beginning, mm-hmm. Social Security did not incorporate my grandmother, who was a domestic worker. Right. But later on, it did. Okay. But, but 
but it was in place in order to do that. Right. The the Wagner Act, it didn't tell you you had to have a union, but right. it put that in place so that the unions came about and so that the people that migrated from down south to come up here mm. could get in the unions. Yeah. And 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 could um um have a say-so in things and have a better life for them and their children. Right. So those are the two I would say. Mm-hmm. None none after. Uh-huh. None after. What do you mean, policy-wise? Policy-wise. What, the question? what president... Pushed the black agenda. Collectively. Made us... What, what president... When, helped, what do you mean helped, by push? What do you mean? What president helped blacks move together strategically? What Kennedy. Th- I'm listening. Kennedy. I mean, I don't know any. Explain any, to her why. Uh, he hired his brother to be the attorney general and to help fight all of that discrimination and help fight all the discrimination in the South. He let them kids go to school, set in uh, federal troops to, to move them in. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Okay. You know, he was significant in that. Okay. You know, uh, you need broke down a lot of that segregation, you know, okay. in the South. I think, like, though, honestly, when it comes to, like, politics, see, the beauty of something that y'all experienced was that you actually received an education, right? You, it was a public education. It was a whitewash education. Whatever the, 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 the value of culturally the education was devoid of, it was you at least received history Right, and, 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 and math and science and, and, and some skilled trades and things like that. From starting from my era, I'm born 72, is a destruction of education. And so, fortunately, I come I from like a black revolutionary family, my, my uncle Ibn, and, and my family is very, you know, rooted in history. So, fortunately, I personally got a chance to learn my history and all other people's history. But I will say that I've watched others not have that access. And so the dwindling of even having an understanding about, so not just the history was removed, civics was removed, geography was removed. So you have whole generations all the way from, let's call it post-rebellion moving forward. I'm talking about the rebellion in Detroit moving forward. That just did not receive what I would consider a basic education. Agreed. No arts. Agreed. No music, no math. Agreed. Like none of those things to develop you as a human being. Agreed. Of, right? And mm-hmm. so um, because of that, you know, and, and, and in addition to everything else, um, you will see, the, you will see the, the dwindling value in something like voting. Whereas generations before, and even shoot, uh, a couple of years ago in different countries, people die. You know, we watch people die to have to, to, to vote. People was going to like, okay, I'm probably not going to live, but I'm going to fight for the next generation had a right, right to here, vote. Down south. See, people forget. And, and this goes to your thing. And that's why I say you, you, you got to You got it. You can't be like the horse myopic. On the racetrack, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you got to look at the, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nixon, I mean uh, Nixon. Now everybody know this dirty bastard. You know what I mean? But the because of the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. they sent me to college, 
and quite a few of us. On the and, GI and, Bill. No, not GI Bill. That's no? World War II. No, 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 no. What was it on? I'm saying it was not. He, he came up with a program. Mm. I'm saying I got a jet at home. I wish you could see this jet. When James Brown was shaking Nixon's hand and Sammy Davis Jr. was hugging Nixon and stuff because Nixon was saying, we want black banks. We want black businesses. And blah, 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 blah. Now, if you just look at that myopically, you people would say, oh, he was for the black people. No. No, no, no. They was doing this politically because the Vietnam was kicking their behind. They, mm-hmm. they, couldn't, they couldn't go over there fighting, and they like, well, we, look how we're doing the black people here. Mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson, mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson was damn near Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. The Voting Rights Act. Right. The, the, what's that other bill? The, the, the two major bills, Civil the Civil Rights Act, mm-hmm. that's Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was a Texas cracker. Right. So I'm just saying, if, if, you, if you go with somebody, like I say, before we got an education, we was like that. It's the cracker. It's whitey. It's whitey. We, we was myopic, mm-hmm. you know, in it. When you ain't myopic with it, you can talk both sides. So you, can, you can say, hey, Lyndon Johnson did this, mm-hmm. and he did that, and acknowledge it. And at the same time, say, 58,000 boys died in Vietnam. Right. 58,000, yeah. 200,000 wounded. Mm-hmm. So you can look at both sides. Uh, but even with these particulars, what's the general picture? The capitalist system. Capitalist That's system, the yeah. soil. That's mm-hmm. the overall. These are just the little examples in it. And so I, also, too, just to your point, Brittany, and, and what I hear you saying as well, see, Nixon was a Republican. Right. And, and, and politically, Republicans are, you know, anti-government or therefore reduced government. Right. And so um, something like, you know, increasing capitalism goes hand in hand with, re- with, with the Republic. Lyndon Johnson was a Democrat. Right. And so I'm saying that to say, like, when you're saying who advanced, which goes to your point, when you're, when you're saying, Brittany, who advanced black people, it's not about that a president has in their heart to advance black people. No, 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 no. That I didn't. I didn't. I well, didn't. let me just finish real quick. It's just that what, 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 like to what you're saying is that um, policies, right? Like, get the the importance of voting is to be able to get people in there where we can have wins. So, is is where 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 can you exploit a policy? And so that's where we've had wins where we where we've been able to exploit the situation, just like you're saying. It's not that the farm bill was created because they wanted the black people to have access to anything, but it was because black people figured out how to, you know what I'm saying, exploit that, you know what I'm saying, to expand it. So they were able to expand the law. And so when we say we're not going to participate in politics, what, what, we're, what we're actually saying is that we're going to participate in our demise. And we don't even understand that, that that's what we're, we don't necessarily understand that that's what we're doing because we're so used to, um, moving in a way that it's like, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. These people are going to do what they're going to do. I'm not saying you're saying that. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, it's like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to vote because they're going to do what they're going to do. There. You know, um, yeah, the evil is going to do what the evil is going to do. <laughs> but, like, just like, you know, the example that, that I've always been given is somebody coming to your door with a 45, you know what I'm saying? You're going to fight or you're going to lay down. That, you know, so that's that's kind of like that's how I look at politics. You know what I'm and saying? I, it's not it's not for me, mm-hmm. but it's but I make it. But I'm about to make it work and for me. I would be delusional not to agree with that because I feel like that is the missing piece in the Trump conversation. I honestly do. 
That Which even means, though Trump is elected, doesn't mean that we don't know how to have to be able to maneuver in a room full of vultures. We have to still be able to maneuver and get the things that we need to get done collectively. So whether if we're voting for Hillary Clinton because she looks like she represents We're, we're us, not going to ever vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, the point... <laughs> I'm joking with you. <laughs> but the point I'm making is, is whoever gets elected, because I feel like... I feel like where it gets stuck is I feel like either we we don't vote and we decide, okay, we're going to take this term off and we're going to collectively come together and we're going to do this or vote. And if the if the if it doesn't turn out the way we want it to turn out, don't fall in a line with what the media tells us to who the media tells us to hate, though we should not just like just hearing you talk. You just mentioned that it's when you look back at history, it wasn't I hate Nixon. F. Nixon, or I don't think Abraham Lincoln really was for black people, but he got things done. So history, based off what you guys are saying, is saying it doesn't matter who's in the office. If there's something that we can get out of that person, it's science. We could probably get out of it if we are collective. So that's why I asked the question, what president in his whole entirety has said, I want to give I want to no, I can't move forward unless black people have the rights, because that's what my conscience is telling me. John Kennedy. What, well, uh, I would say none. <laughs> I would say none. <laughs> that's the point I'm making. If you phrase it like that, right. I would yeah. say that's none. none. That's none. the point yeah. I'm making. Because you, you, like you can see with Abraham Lincoln. If you study that period mm-hmm. and see who he was running against, right. you wanted Abraham Lincoln. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the same with... I, I mean, the thing is repeating itself now. I saw yeah. somebody on Facebook post uh anybody but joe biden now he ain't even a nominee yet yes he and they yes, put he that he, no he running yes he is, yes, he is. yeah okay then. He's, at least yeah, you're consistent at least you're consistent with your mentality that it hasn't happened see yet. i'm a realist but anyway anyway but my thing is it's repeating itself because mm-hmm. i like i said i went to a meeting uh with uh, uh, uh brother abayomi and them and the, the socialist uh party or whatever it is what democratic socialists no they ain't democrats abayomi them they some kind of socialists i don't know and uh it was some students from wayne state there when uh trump was running against hillary mm. and they was vehement they was not voting for hillary and i'm sitting there going well but if you don't it ain't but two of them running trump gonna win and they was vehement. They wasn't going to do it. Now, 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 on the real tip, that's their right. Mm-hmm. You vote mm-hmm. if you want to vote. You mm-hmm. vote if you but I'm sitting there saying to myself, you don't know what fascism is, man. I didn't vote for Hillary. Yo, that's your choice. Did you vote? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, they don't know what. I bet, you know, Tell I done fought the police in the street. Tell her why you, know, you voted. I done been yep. chased by German shepherds. Get chased by them German shepherd police dogs. Get hit with a baton. Mm. Go to jail. And fascism looks totally different then. Mm. See, and like I'm saying, do you know the difference between a carrot and a stick? You mm. want the stick? You mm. want the stick? I'm the, like, okay. The intergenerational things that scare me. The, I, I wanted him to. The intergenerational things that scare me is is that the assassin that we're talking about, the system, is so deep that it, lear- it has learned how 
to take on an identity but be the same person. Yeah. Like those movies, those uh like I the totally like agree. the X Men yeah. where I the, totally where the, agree with that. Alien. And that's the scary part. So <laughs> it looks different, but it's the same damn thing. Can what has totally not changed? Agree what, with what, what 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 what's the absolute that has not Tell changed? Tell me why you voted. The monopoly capitalist system. Yeah, that's what's got to go. <laughs> that's what's got as long as that went from the minute that monopoly capitalist when you look at the, the period when they first overthrew the king and that whole parliamentary system yeah, and, the, yeah. and the pope and the and, and blah, uh-huh. blah blah when they overthrew it it was progressive right mm-hmm. it was progressive then mm-hmm. once it turned into its opposite maximum profit and all that kind of stuff and taking the land from the native americans and the farmers mm-hmm. and the blah 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 and turned into a monopoly capitalist system you see you if you trace that as long as that soil is there it's not going to change the and quality i'm saying agree. And the, the qualitative aspect mm-hmm. is not going to change and the right. the thing that gives my generation hope is is through it all we are more powerful than what we really know. That's the, that's, that's the thing that still hasn't changed about us is that the same power that you had in you, even though we're not supposed to use it the same way, power is energy. You're supposed to be able to transition it. It is the same to this day that we are so powerful. And if we woke, if we flip, the, all we have to do is turn around. And it's like literally just, you know, how you look in the movie, turn around, just turn around. Look at the Arab Spring. You better mm. look at the Arab Spring as an example. Yeah, like I said, what's take, it called? This, this Arab, is gonna, this, Arab this is going. This is takes education. That's yeah. why, like you said, on damn every platform now, you see people speaking PhD, yeah, got master's degree, yeah. blah blah. Yeah. And none of us got none of that, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, but but they acknowledge through that. This takes some education. Yeah. When, when the air spring jumped. And mm-hmm. you couldn't, it looked like the whole country was in the street. Right. You know what I mean? And it was like, oh, it's going to be a real change over here. Mm-hmm. Once that people got in, military stepped right in. Damn it, worse than it was. Gotcha. Right. So I'm just saying, this is a war. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's hard for people to see <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'd like to ask the question. Yes, sir. If the question that you asked. Why did you vote, Lazo? You didn't vote for he Hillary. He said he did. <laughs> yeah, I thought he said he voted. He didn't vote for Hillary, no, but, he vo- but you voted. Yeah. Okay. I, because I, I voted. Well, she wanted. She oh, had asked the question because I voted issues. There are always issues on the ballot. Yeah. That are p- pertinent to your locale. It's not only just two people on the ballot. Right. It's a bunch of policies on the ballot. You saying right. you didn't vote for the presidential <laughs> thing? I did, but I didn't vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Well, one okay. two of them. No, it was more than two. I know I'm talking about in the final. It was more than two. Jill Stein. Oh, no, I meant for real, though. (laughs) So, are you, I'll ask this, I'll ask this, then I won't ask the, I won't ask the elephant in the room, but I'll ask this, I'll ask around it. Are you, how do you feel about the four years per how you voted? How do I feel like, how do I feel? (laughs) Uh... Well, if you didn't vote for Trump, you... I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't vote for Hillary. Okay. Okay. You don't want us to know. You, you voted for Don. <laughs> no, I didn't, no I, didn't, I didn't vote for Don either. Okay. Now I've got a, the reason why I asked. Uh-huh. I've got a funny thing about the. Okay. Go ahead. The, the voting. Go ahead. Uh, I hate to say this because it's going to sound kind of weird. I'm all for voting for the local issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I vote for the presidential thing mainly because so many of my people and 
with the you know with down to their death, man. I understand that, that. You right. know, I just you know, I, I, oh, I mean, seem like I'm just selling out and not voting for nobody. You know, so right, I just right. that's I did vote for somebody. Yeah. I just didn't vote for Hillary. Brittany, Brittany, the world is in transition. Mm-hmm. Now this sounds too simplistic, but the world ain't got to be explained to you how the majority of the world. Is within the monopoly capitalist marketplace. That's why the socialist countries. They, they. I, I'm surprised. It's, it's, it's. And when I say it, there ain't no real socialist countries, but the I'm just saying the countries where they, especially when they originally came about, that they empowered the proletariat and the peasantry like never before. Mm. And that show go to show you the power of the state. If you got the state. Yeah. Because it's a difference in when the bourgeois had the Cuban state and they were sending troops to fight the colonial peoples. Right. And when Castro and them got it, they sent troops to join the colonial peoples. Right. That's a qualitative difference. You know what I mean? So when you see the world now, yeah. the total world is affected by di- this digital age. Yeah. That's what we seeing. Mm-hmm. That's what the bourgeois is trying to adapt to. The bourgeois has had the ability since the inception of capitalism to maneuver because they got the state apparatus. Mm. Whatever comes about, they can maneuver as long as they can hold that state apparatus, hold that military, you know what I mean, hold the bureaucracy, no matter what jumps. Mm. That's why when you look at FDR and that point, right before it, what did you have? The Monopoly Trust Act. Why? Because the the, the monopolies had reached such a point where you had somebody owning the whole steel industry, Mm. the whole rubber industry, Mm. and the rest of the competitive capitalists were saying, Oh no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. You 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 done you done shrunk the marketplace, and but we can't too we, far. we can't get in. It's still a monopoly. We, we, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying when, I'm, when, I'm when, you. when you look at that transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now with the digital age, they have got to adapt. They know just like they know better than we do mm-hmm. that. Damn, ain't gonna be no jobs for these people because we ain't employing nobody. To, to uh, uh, be no janitor when we got the little robot thing running around here sweeping the stuff up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't need to. I mean, you go to the bank, you know, here's nine windows, ten windows, and two tellers. <laughs> you know, we don't need them. Mm-hmm. The whole world. It, the, the, you know, the, the Chinese just got through saying, our problem is how are we going to employ all our people? Now, they saying they want to do it because they want to keep on this path. They know what communism is. They know what yeah. socialism is. They know yeah. what the theory is because ain't no yeah. communist nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? But what's preventing them? They caught up in the world marketplace. Yeah. The world marketplace is not socialist. It's capitalist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we got to look at. You oh, know right. what I mean? And that's what, like I say, we got to explain. We got to damn near tell everybody in the world, every continent, hey, it's almost back to what, what Marx and them said. Working people of the world unite. Mm. We got to tell the people of the world on every continent, we know y'all don't want war, the majorities. We don't want it. We know y'all don't want exploitation and oppression. We don't want it. We know that's true with the majority of peoples on every continent. That's true. But without an organization that can deal with it, we are organized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas the enemy is organized to the hill. And funded and backed by the military. Yeah, yeah. So it's a process. It's a process. Like I say, GM, them, damn near all our mentors are dead. Mm. They died. They fought all their life. 
and they died, this system's still here. Mm. You know what I mean? I know I done took it. My wife died last week. Oh. What, two weeks ago? And, and so she died. Mm. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm probably going to croak out and, and uh, the system so? be here. You think mm. so? Huh? More than likely. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, this is He's a process. He's definitely going to leave. Like, uh, this is he's a process. definitely going to leave. Well, you, you got to come be our, y'all got to come be our mentors. Now, but the trick, the trick is that people don't know that ain't been involved in it. Mm. When revolution moves, it moves rapidly. Mm. That change that revolution can you. do can be just as such a sweeping change. Now, most people can't see before that happens, it looks like quantitatively slow. Mm. It's quite like a snail. I'm like telling you, y'all have so much fire in y'all. I know the, the bitching and the hoes and the fucking and all that is you don't want to be around it, but it's a sour patch kid. It's just it's just a it's a sour on the outside and sweet in the middle, waiting for you to get through the sour part. I'm telling you. Now I'm missing what you're saying. You're gonna send me a woman, is that what you're saying? <laughs> the the young men that got the, the young men, the what? young men that, that no, look no. like the young men no, no. that say after old men, we we run this, y'all. That's why y'all and we, them the ones that the ones that act like that that they're the sour patch kids. Sour is sour on the outside and sweet in the middle. They they're just waiting for you to get through the sour part. They're not gonna tell you that. They they just not the crack era. The crack era did that. They're not gonna tell you. Sir, excuse me, sir. Can you help me? They don't know how to do. They don't know how. It's like a Spanish person trying to speak Swahili. That's just my opinion. So the Piper's point, these, these got to find one. Well, we need, we need y'all as mentors. Uh, two, two, agree. But <laughs> we need y'all as mentors. To expand on that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. That's what, that's, that's why the gap is there. And that's not thought. That's just real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, this man is such a great, y'all got to come back. Y'all going to come back? We want We got to get him a nickname. We want to. We do. Yeah. The League of Revolutionary Black Girls. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Monica. Larry Moe and Curly. Yeah, yeah. No, this has been like super powerful. Like mm-hmm. I've I've learned a lot. Changed my life. Yeah, this is life changing. <laughs> it's supposed to. It's transitional, remember? Yeah, this is life changing. <laughs> um, thanks for bringing them, Carlos. Carlos. We have Carlos. Carlos. Oh, that's my hero. Yeah, that's my hero. Yeah. Car- Carlos said, "Y'all think y'all not y'all think y'all middle class, but y'all really poor." Remember when he said that on the episode? When he came, he said, y'all, "Y'all lose one check, y'all. Y'all ain't middle class." Yeah, yeah. that was on the um, episode we did about the poor people's campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. So, um, yeah, and much love to you know General Baker, General Baker's family. You know um, everybody. You know, oh, still fighting that fight. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's just, um, what's Dave's last name? Which one? Goldberg? Yeah. Uh, there's a associate professor at Wayne State. I don't know if you know him or not or heard of him. His name is Dave Goldberg. But he has access to a lot of the old literature that we printed. Okay, so we got to read it. Yes, yes. Thank uh, you for that. Dave Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay. And he's at Wayne State. At Wayne State. In fact, if you want the number, I'll give you his number. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to study. Yeah. That's that's what I'm taking away from today. I don't don't, don't mean that's to study it, but just to look at, you know, at history, you know, it might be. Yeah, we have to study. We don't want to be, you know, having access to all this information and don't use it. Agreed. All these tools, you know, that y'all created, yeah. you know. And I hate to say it because uh, you got to study. 
But see, like I say, this this what happened with us. I don't really think it's gonna be duplicated. It's possible. No, because see, we studied and went straight to the laboratory. Mm. You know, the plant was the laboratory. Right. And 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 because the plant was the laboratory for us. It made society the secondary laboratory. Okay. So we had two laboratories mm. to deal in with the study. Okay. So I always say to myself, I say, damn, I wonder what it would have been like if we would have been studying and that was it. No fight. Mm. That, you know, I, I say, mm. I wonder what it would have came off Me the same too. way and I know it wouldn't have. Me too. Well, you'd be have. like the rest of the people that just, you know, ton of hessy coats. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, you'd be, you know. Just writing books and then talking stuff and looking smart and cute. And Have you read his book on reparations? I'm not the reparations. I like it. It's good. Okay. I like what's it. it? What's that called? Or what the person? Th- well, ten of Hesse Coates. We could look that one up. Okay. okay. But okay. actually, moving forward, what I told Brittany is, um, we what we what we really are going to start doing, um, the rest of 2019 is, um focusing more on reparations conversations. So we want to bring more people on to have serious conversations around reparations because um, we need we need to define what we think, rep, you know, reparations needs to be. I know there's in COBRA and people that are really, you know, thinking about it, but I think that the reparations conversations had happened, let's say, like in the 80s, and they were really taken seriously. A lot of good work. And then... I feel like that work kind of like dropped off because everybody was like, ah, oh, we're good. We're making money, you know. And so now the reparations conversation has picked up, but you've got like at least like a 25, 30 year gap mm-hmm. in very serious, um, open conversations happening to where you have what's now sort of a separatist movement within the reparation, reparations conversation. And so there's the... Should reparations be given to, you know, organizations and then those organizations decide, you know, like how that should be distributed. So, you know, NAACP and Urban League and these type of things. Right. Or should everybody just get like a check for like twenty five hundred bucks? So this is, this is the way the conversation is kind of this is it's been what I'm saying is it's been stunted for so long that it's kind of polarized in that way. And so I'm thinking, like, moving forward, we, I want to do some political education on the show where we're bringing more folks on so we can actually actively start talking about what reparations is and what it could and should look like. Because we do actually have uh, Marianne Williamson, right, that white lady from Michigan that was a reverend that threw her hat in that's running for president, on, and her platform is reparations. <laughs> and then we've actually got, you know, Kamala Harris... <laughs> Cory Booker, right, which are two, I would say, serious <clears throat> black candidates. Um, Kamala Harris at least is mentioning reparations, you know, because it's a sexy topic. Cory Booker's kind of staying away from it. He's kind of talking more about baby bonds. But then, you know, um, Joe Biden just got, you know, um, lifted up to an actual candidate. And um, Andrew Yang with the the... To give reparations to one class, give it to everybody. Give everybody he, to to fight off. He says to fight off technology. Give everybody a thousand dollars a month in universal income. That makes sense. Yeah. So you know. So but we want to we want to start we want to start having these and and you know having these conversations and they're actually becoming you know um, major topics. Like you know I've actually been seeing on CNN 
and uh, MSNBC and in and, and major stations, you know, taking seriously this conversation about reparations. So how do we how do we push this thing so that it really becomes more serious? You know. May I ask a question? Yes, sir. What is your concept of reparations? It's a two, my personal two, two point. This, <laughs> okay. This is a, this a two point question mm-hmm. because you said you want to get into that. So, yeah. So. It doesn't matter whether it's your personal or, okay. or the reason why you're getting into it. Uh-huh. So the first, what is your concept of reparations? Mm-hmm. And my second part of that is, you know, some things have outlived their usefulness. Mm. As- well, my personal reason for wanting to talk about the subject is because I do believe in reparations. So I'll just out myself and say, I believe in reparations. Why I believe in reparations is because, um, to me, reparations is, is how we're made whole, is to repair, is to um, put, put back what was, what was taken from. Just like you brought up, you know, in the Reconstruction era, that was taken from us. We, we were outlined reparations in the Reconstruction era. And that was snatched from us. You know, we had Oklahoma that was burned to death. We had, you know, our land that was stripped from us. We had, you know, and just on and on and on, just keep going. And so literally people are, we have such a, we have such a um, deficit that has been stripped from us. And people say that welfare is our reparations. People say that, you know, all these government programs are reparations, but I don't view those as our reparations. I view those as ways in which American society is supposed to take care of its people. I feel that our people are due reparations because what has been taken from us and what has been done to us. So that's just like my, that's my personal belief system. And, and the reason why I'm raising it like that is mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things me and Russell don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But there's some things we do agree with. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think we agree with mm-hmm. is is the class part, although we don't agree with it in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to say this, uh, at this point, especially, see, everything, I, and I mean everything, you know, there's a, there's a thing about how, um, if you read some of the old stuff from uh, Heidi and, uh, and her husband, every time a society changes its mode of operation mm-hmm. the whole of society changes mm. when you when you change from a hunter gatherer society to an agricultural society everything else gradually changes until it is a different society mm. we're not living in the post civil war society mm-hmm. yes they took that away from us and I'm, I'm saying that to say at this point, and, and, and again, I'm going to get back to the example of the unions. When I went to work for Chrysler, Chrysler employed over 120,000 workers, just workers. Mm-hmm. General uh, Ford's employed over 200,000 workers. Mm-hmm. General Motors employed over 400,000 workers. I'm not even talking about the, 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 the white collar. I'm just talking about workers. Mm-hmm. And then you, and you multiply that throughout society, the rubber industry, the glass industry, the textile, the cotton, blah, 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 blah. 
so you get a certain picture. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, we all agree that concessions will not be made anymore, like Social Security expanding and all of this kind of stuff, uh, uh, pensions. They've taken all of that yeah. away. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and, and part of it, one of the examples I always give to make it simple for people that ain't never wrote marks or anything else, only human beings can create value. And the reason for that is that it used to be a, it used to be, I always use the example, it used to be a, a, a commercial on television with this white woman named Mabel. She was a waitress. And they would sit at the bar and they would say, Mabel, black label, a computer is not going to the bar and tell Mabel to give me a black label and give Mabel a tip. A computer is not going to quicken loans and say, I need a 30-year mortgage. All of that circulates money and circulates jobs. This computer generated and this intelligent artificial and all of this doesn't do that. Every time you need something now, you are faced with going to the government. You, your focus has to be the local government, the state government, and the federal government. The concessionary periods of it, it just doesn't work anymore. So if, so if you talk about reparations, then you got to seriously talk about what kind of reparations are you talking about under the system that we're in? Because now what, you, what you're really talking about is a softer, kinder system for us, as opposed to at this point, we need to figure out how to get rid of this. Mm. We, th- this relationship of uh, you own this and I got to come work for you, that's an antiquated way of looking at things. Right. At what point in history do you say a human need is a human right? I'm not talking about a human frivolity right. or a human want, right. but a human need is a human right. Right. These people don't process human need. Mm-mm. They process our greed. It. Commodity. Everything's a commodity. Don't even consider it. They don't even consider it. No. You, you are a commodity, mm-hmm. and you're less than a commodity if we can't use you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you talk about reparations, what are you talking about, really? That's, but it, I'm just posing it. We're going to bring you back on. We have to have you on for a whole... At least five episodes of reparations. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crew. Hey, I got one last comment after Mitch. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, which it ain't on reparations. But, uh, uh, you, you know, and I, when I say young people now, I'm not, I don't mean y'all necessarily. You're not talking about but, them? No. Who are you talking about? Because they, they uh, are p- p- politicians. They politicians. <laughs> He they, said they, politicians. They, they, they like, well, political. I'm just saying political. Y'all, y'all political. You know, that's just like us. You mean like political thought? Yeah, I'm saying. Okay, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. But when you represent like that, like I say, you know, might not want to use the word, but mm-hmm. like I say, in, in real time, yeah, I got realize, you. That's I what got it is. You. But uh, you know, like a young people will say today, you know, yeah, and especially older people. Yeah, black people just can't get together. We would do a lot better if we could unite. And black people won't unite. The Jews will unite. The, 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 the Mexicans unite. Da, 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 da. And we have to tell people, it's like, do you know history? Right. You know what I mean? 
murder, mm. and subterfuge mm. are at the top of the list for the enemy. Mm. And they don't want to, like I say, they don't want to seem to recognize that. Mm. I don't give a damn how far you go back. Uh, Nat Turner is one of my best examples. Okay. Now, I know this is way back. But when Nat Turner and the 55 brothers and, and got, got with him to go to the plantations, yeah. and, and they asked him, they said, well, what should we do with the kids of the plantation owner? And that right. said, kill them too. Right. Because right, they're going right. to be master one day. Mm. Now, you got to be oppressed like a big dog right. to be a pastor mm-hmm. and say, kill the babies. Right, right. So right. people don't tend to realize every time black people, like you said about Oklahoma, yeah. had to be wells. And it was like, well, maybe if we get away from them, mm. maybe if we go to Oklahoma far away, they'll mm. let us start our own. No. They dropped the bomb. They're not doing it. So like I say, we have to tell our young people, it's not that we wouldn't (laughs) stick together. Right. It's that they kill us. Yeah. They infiltrate us. They exile us. They defame us. Mm -hmm. That's why we're in a party, why we're in the position that we're in. And they have done it. The Indian people. They look at the Indian people and all they want to say is they got the highest alcoholic rate, the highest rate rate. Do you realize what they've done to them people? And I can see, I, I, I had a picture once, two, two pictures. One is the Indians standing on top of a mountain, and they're looking at the wagon trains coming in, and they're saying, where are these mothers coming from? Mm. We, just killed about, we just killed the whole village of them. Mm. Why did they keep, they didn't know they was emptying out Europe for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The, the Mexican people, okay, they did lose a war. You know what I mean? But damn, look what they did to the Mexicans. Spanish-American war. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when you look at the colored people, they say it ain't but about 90 real Hawaiians left. They don't Mm. even talk about that. They killed them. No, you're talking about the Mexican War, 1834. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Dole, pineapple, and all that. But people do not seem to want to put it to the forefront. These are murdering, genocidal people. I say all the time that I I, I love the decent white people, but there's something wrong with the reactionary section of the white people. Mm. We ain't got to keep being convinced of that. You know what I mean? Everybody can't murder like that. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and so I'm just saying, we have to tell our young people that uh, we have to put that first in the discussion. Because okay. they don't have that first in the discussion. Yeah. They got the disunity first. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's like, do you know about the murder mm. and the subterfuge? When, when we had, we had when, especially when Malcolm then was alive, Malcolm, Mr. Robinson, I don't know how many people. They went to the U.N. and said, you know, put our people in the discussion in the U.N., because we are a nation of people. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And this ought to be brought there. You don't hear that. Right. You don't hear the, the term nation put in a scientific discussion with us. That's why Obama's president. That's why we got generals and stuff all through the NATO and everything else. Because yeah. we came up as a nation of people. We're a strange phenomenon. Right, right. You know, right, right. we came up as a nation of people that could not solidify themselves as a nation. Mm. So when you talk about that glass ceiling, yeah. you know what I mean? Women talk about the glass ceiling. Look at us as a nation and say, every time we move to solidify as an independent nation of people, bam, 
Yeah, just and, like and, they bomb moon and, 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 and they want to say, well, the main reason because yeah. we was black, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. That is a reason. Mm-hmm. Pull back the curtain. The main reason is the marketplace. Right. They we, will not. We try to extract. We try to extract ourselves from their system of capitalism. No, 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 no. That's not what you're saying. Mm-mm, mm-mm, because okay. they want to be. Like I say, look at the colonies. Mm-hmm. Look, as it, as it might be easier looking at the colonies. Okay. What did the colonial people want to do? You had one section that we used to call the Comprador. Right. Uh. 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 uh, uh, uh Indigenous people. Yeah. They wanted to be independent but be a part of right. the, the colonizer. Right, right, right. Where the nationalists, they wanted to be independent, period. Yeah. But that independence meant what? They would have their own marketplace. That's that, that, right. That people come to them for the right. business. Right. You know what I mean? So, like I said, that was the th- that was the threat, and that's the threat now. That's what monopoly capitalism is. Well, that's what I'm saying, the threat that we extract ourselves from that system. That's what that's what the, you're saying. That's what the fear is: is that if if we become a nation state or if we you know become sovereign, then we extract ourselves from from their state, from, the, from, their, from state, their state, from their state. You know what I mean? Have an independent state yeah. apparatus. Mm-hmm. They will not let that happen. No. But you can't limit it to just say independent state. You got to say state and marketplace. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Oof. Now, what were you about to say? I forgot that. <laughs> I got education. Oh, no. Uh, no, actually, there might come a day when uh, something like reparations take place in this country. If people are not allowed to sell their labor power, they got to live off something. So, you know what I'm talking about? If mm. Give them some kind of stipend or, mm. you know, something. People are going to have to have something. Mm. And there are too many people out here with nothing. Mm. You know, I'm not talking about just the homeless. I'm talking about, you know, people. Just people in general. Yeah, just people in general. Mm-hmm. You know, and these low-level jobs. You know, people people going to need it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, still got to pay rent, you know, uh, get food. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a few different Economists has, has suggested that uh, the government <laughs> pay people better so mm. much in order to to maintain themselves. Because uh, I say again, uh, at this point, uh, the capitalist cares nothing. The bourgeois cares nothing about people who are not producing nothing. Mm-hmm. If you you know you just a waste. Of, they, they send me a check, man. That's a waste of money for me. I don't mm. make shit. So what do you know? Do they care what happens to Mitch? Whether mm. he gets medical care, you know, uh, housing or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's the way it is. It, it might turn or something, you know. Yeah. And, oh, what, yeah. and what, what do the presidential candidates tell us? Yeah. They're gonna fight again for the reforms we done lost. Right. They make us fight for the same thing. Yeah. I, 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 I was a un, I was a union president. It's the same in the union. Mm-hmm. We had a contract. They violate the contract. And then made us fight for the same stuff that was in the contract. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, well, damn. Yeah. If the bourgeois said, look at it, all you niggas go to Oklahoma, <laughs> they get the fuck on. Uh, don't take no means of production with you on, man. Do whatever you're going to do there. Mm. They did that to the Indians. He mm. loves to say nigga. I done told him that. Well, I done told him that. We are not niggas. I done told him that. I done told him that. Okay. Well, okay well, 
You niggas get up out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. I, got I gotta go change my diaper. <laughs> You're funny. Well, say your names one more time. Story start with you. William Mitchell. Wig and Willie. That's your damn name. <laughs> hey, Lon- Russell hey, Lon- Jackson. Uh-huh. Alonzo Chandler. <laughs> and then we have Brittany March and Piper Carter. And you've been listening to the Piper Carter podcast. You know what? We're going to have to bring y'all back. Please. A, a few more times. Will, will y'all come back? I ain't coming with Alonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Please come with him. Y'all chemistry is great. Hey. Hey, yeah. hey, Lon, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine the old picture, man? The Marcus guy was standing alongside the boat. Y'all get up on the boat, man, and go back. Damn. Wow. <laughs> hey, tell Marcus, you going to prison? Yeah, hey, man. You yeah. going to prison? That's where you going? going pretty somewhere, much, man. Yeah, yeah, you too much. We don't need you no we, we more. Pretty much. That. pretty much. You said that, didn't you? That they don't need us no more. Don't need us no they more. They don't need us right. no more. Well, we need well, us. Well, look at start here. We John need us. Lodge. We gonna keep. We gonna be here. John Lodge and work your way on down to Dexter. You see what they gonna they do at us. Christmas time? No, they gonna be mad at Christmas time. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, this was awesome. So you've been listening to Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is different, and now we have a new website, DetroitIsDifferent.net, and you can listen to the show on there or on any of your podcast listening stations such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So listen, this has been such a fruitful, incredible conversation. We're going to bring everybody (laughs) back again. And we're going to, uh, (laughs) we're going to have a reparations festival. <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> Reparations extravaganza. No, but yeah, this was I'm I'm just really honored. I can't even believe that um this much wisdom and history has been in the room. Like I'm just I'm full right now. I'm just completely honored. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Y'all travel back safely thank and keep listening. Thank Peace. you, Brittany. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Captivating to say the least You're such a beast The way you make my freakers leap Forever butterflies With colorful feathers Endless love leathers I call him my distributor of peace Yeah Silence when the king speaks No need to talk about him Cause his rain will never cease Something like electricity Could light the whole world up With the joy that he brings uh, Just like a honeybee I dig, I stick to you You stick to me Separation will be a tragedy Oh, I love it when you Irreplaceable, so good He got that can't let it go Gotta let you know I love it, I love it Bring it closer, bring it closer Bring it closer, oh I love it when you